Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Furrow's Watch PLL2. We're back for our 4B recap of uh, our casual rewatch here. Casual. It's a fun half season. A lot better than I remember. I don't know. Better than I remembered necessarily. This maybe I just hadn't watched it in such a long time that I didn't really remember it. Hmm. I mean, a lot of these rewatch episodes, it's like, man, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think we picked some good episodes, too. Yeah, yeah. Solid grouping of episodes. There's some winners here. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into that, little follow-up I wanted to get to. I know um, in case you missed it, we did a interview roundtable with uh, at All Things PLL, popular Twitter account mm. uh, on the Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. So find them. yeah, listen to that podcast. If you missed it, I know sometimes if you put out like a couple of episodes at once, you might miss the one before it if you have it like set to only save one. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple follow-ups on microwaves and their placements, uh, from Kate down in Australia. She says the microwave situation seems weird. Uh, <laughs> and she says, this is a quote, mine is on the bench with my toaster on top, which I feel like the words bench and toaster there means something that's different from what it means in America. Crikey. Yeah. What is a bench? I don't I mean, I know what a bench is in, in American terms. It's something you sit on in a park, but maybe a bench is like a kitchen cabinetry something or other. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe so it's a sex thing. Hit us up. Uh, also, Rim on Twitter said that uh, they've seen microwaves in the kitchen like that in uh, East Coast model home. So maybe it's an East Coast thing. Hmm. Uh, Andrew requested us rewatch, uh, do a casual rewatch of Ravenswood. I got to tell you, Andrew, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you agree? It's all up to you. Okay, it's not going to happen. Okay. I gave those episodes 10, I, you know, 10 hours of my life, more or less. And hmm. um, I think that's enough. I've only seen the first five. Really? Yeah, I think hmm. so. Maybe four, but I think five. Uh, also, I kind of do want to rewatch, like, at least the pilot. I mean, not for necessarily the hmm. podcast, but just because it was so weird. It was something. It was yeah. a weird pilot. You've just spent two hours with that girl, and then she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb's doppelganger dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I forgot to bring this up last time. We had several people write in, let us know what exactly is in a Robert, uh, sorry, raspberry flirtini. Uh, hmm. The official recipe is uh, raspberry vodka, raspberry liqueur, pineapple juice that you then uh, strain into a champagne flute, put the champagne on top as a little. Uh, little extra to float on top and then a, a raspberry to float in it. That sounds pretty good. The pineapple juice seems weird to me, but sure. Are we going to be drinking that exclusively after the paley? If you order them, sure. Sir, can I get two raspberry flirtinis, please? Thank you. On the double. <laughs> can I get a triple raspberry flirtini? Is that at all possible? Thanks. What would the triple be? Like more vodka? I don't even know. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, double up on that pineapple juice, sir. I just want you to have to, like, you order the raspberry flirtini, and the guy's like, I don't know what that is. And so you have to be like, uh, well, it's uh, it's, it's raspberry vodka and raspberry liqueur. Well, sir, mm-hmm. I could look it up on the internet, but let is me that, just... Is that how you're talking Yeah, that's how, okay. how I'm ordering this beverage. Let me uh, listen to my podcast real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
of which in the latest episode we go over the recipe. I s- like or subscribe. I try to remember the reaction. Uh, we went somewhere with Erotic Dan once and he ordered a Manhattan and the bartender, his response was just like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was hilarious. And then I know, I know Dan complained about the Manhattan, which is funny because y- you can, but it's hard to screw up a Manhattan. An old fashioned is a little more difficult, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I think that about covers. What do you think Ezra orders at a bar? Um, probably scotch, right? Like, uh, like a like a writer would, you like, know? like like bottom shelf scotch. He, probably like some sort of weird boutique stuff. Do you think he does that thing where he like takes the he, he orders his scotch neat and he oh, covers and he smells it? He covers his palm. Yeah, we, I've seen this move. One of our friends did this once. You cover your palm with the tumbler, mm-hmm. or you cover the tumbler with your palm, I should say. And then you tip it upside down, tip it right side back up, just so you got your hand wet with some scotch on it. And then you rub your hands together, you know, getting some dead skin mixed in there. And then you just smell the aroma in your face. And then on top of it, he like tried to capture like like a box of vapor mm-hmm. with his hands. And then he like would bring his hands yeah. to our our mouths. Like mm-hmm. he's just gonna like unleash this bird of scotch fumes. Maybe that's why you're supposed to drink scotch. I don't know. I don't drink scotch. I feel like uh Peter Hastings is just like, let me get a McAllen neat. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing to that scotch? Get your hands away from me. Yeah. Um, also, listen, buddy, are you going to play grab ass of your scotch all night? Anthro Chick uh, wanted to posit that uh, I think we said 4A was peak awful Ezra. She says 6B is. I'd say there's a solid argument that could be made for 6B being the peak awfulness of Ezra. Although he's so pathetic, I guess, that he seems less awful to me. I mean, it's debatable, you know? Yeah. It's it's uh, we'll find out. Um, mm-hmm. This episode that we're going to cover in Shadowplay might be my favorite Ezra of all time. Really? Okay. This might be my favorite Ian Harding of all time. Mix. Yeah. True love, honey. Just can't kill it. Just can't kill it. All right. I think that covers all the usual stuff there. Let's move on to season four, episode seventeen. Bite your tongue, mm-hmm. written by Maya Goldsmith and Oliver Goldstick, and directed by Arlene Sanford. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this episode? I love this episode. This um, is a fucking great episode. I would I would even say if not for Shadow Play, this would be my favorite episode of the season. I like all these episodes a lot. I really like A is for Answers. Um, obviously, we'll get to that. Uh, I think that is a almost a masterpiece of like structure and form. Um, this one is just so solid and weird and delightful. I mean, and to prove it, there are a lot of great things happening in this episode. It starts with Ari and Emily coming back from a movie, which whenever <laughs> these two pair up, it's it's nuts. But especially Emily's got like a superhero She's got flash. Like Jesse Quick, like yeah. flash T-shirt going on there. She would definitely be the speedster of this group. Um, but yeah, like these two going to a movie, like what the fuck? I wrote down in my notes because like, I completely forgot how the dialogue went at first. I'm like, what the fuck movie did they agree upon? <laughs> Probably some old movie. I mean, I think the movie theater only plays old movies as it is. Well, so where does where does Jake take Arya to see Insidious? Like, did they go to Brookhaven? I think Insidious is just constantly showing in Brookhaven, like twenty four <laughs> hours a day. But there's this dialogue about how, like, because obviously Emily's really mad at Spencer right now because she like scared Allie away in the last episode, yeah. and uh, Arya's like, "Oh, I wish Spencer was there. Like, she would have done more than th- you know, she would have." throwing a jelly bean at that guy who's on his phone like trying to make a sale the whole time like 
I feel like Spencer would have done more than just throw a jelly bean at a dude if he's mm-hmm. on his phone the whole mm-hmm. time in the theater. She would have murdered him. Yeah, that dude wouldn't be able to sit down for a few days when Spencer was done with him. Mm-hmm. Like his wife would leave him based on like just five minutes of her having his phone. Okay. Yeah. She'd ruin his life. Like he wouldn't be able to perform like husbandly duties anymore. Wife would leave him. Or? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. It's kind of like uh, that thing in like the the Sherlock where Spencer's like she just needs your phone for like you know a minute and she can ruin your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's a chick flick. Spencer will tell us later. Uh, yeah, the guy making sales calls in front of them. I like that they they're like I thought he was making sales calls. I thought he was breaking up with somebody. <laughs> breaking up with his car. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this is weird. There's like noise coming from inside Ari's house here. What's going on? They open it up. Ari's and got a lot of flair in that. Magic jacket. Mike Montgomery is throwing a rager. He's got he's got his bros over, not a total sausage fest. Is it a video game? A lot of women there as well. They're playing a video game on the TV there. You know, I meant to try to see what video <laughs> game this girl. is. Yeah. Uh yeah. Once again, uh I'll I'll be screen capping all the times Marco starts laughing. I want to see if I can what. like up the number each time. That's bad radio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're playing video games. There's pizza. There's some rock and roll. Arya storms in like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I love everything about this. I, One dude I, has the pizza box on his lap like he's hiding a boner. Sure. I mean, it's he's a teenager, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She turns off the music, tells everyone to get the fuck out. And he's just like, chill, buzzkill. Like, I, I like the, the idea that M- Mike Montgomery actually has like tons of friends. You know, and that like Arya is like this like weird, creepy older sister that are like, oh, she's going to be gone for a couple of hours. Let's hang out at your place, Mike. Well, I guess my thing is, I know that Mike is now he's no longer depressed. Mm-hmm. He's corporeal again. He's obviously it's been like working the BMOC, out. man. Yeah, he's always been working out. But what did you expect? As long as Arya's breathing, she's going to she's going to harsh your buzz. Yeah. Just chill. Yeah. I just I like that Arya doesn't realize right now that she's the weird one. You know, that like she's this weird monster who comes in and like she's, you know, plenty of stories going around about her at school. Mike's the popular one. Mike has all the friends and it's like, oh, God, Aria came home. Can you imagine if that's like the director's notes for Lucy? Lucy, darling, the way I want you to play the scene is you don't realize you're the weird one. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? I like how. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Couples making out on the table or the desk there. I like the way uh, Lucy Hale's southern accent comes out a little. Mm-hmm. She's yelling at Mike like when she's really angry. I thought that was funny. She yeah. like takes the pizza away from a girl. Like, man. Whoa. She's the worst. Yeah, she is. She is awesome. I, I, I really like the girl there. Like the one in the dress. Like when you watch the episode, she just looks like the redheaded Aria. Like she looks like she's wearing an Aria dress. Um, the couple making out on Byron's desk. Like that does not look remotely comfortable. There's like a bucket of chicken right next to that girl's hip. <laughs> Like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I think it's popcorn, but sure. Okay, but I like I like how Emily just kind of stares at the link. Is this how humans couple? Hmm. Yeah, what is hmm. wrong with you, weird sophomores? <laughs> and then, of course, they go upstairs and. Uh, oh wait, we're gonna get to that in a second. First, we're gonna cross cut to Spencer. She's trying to figure out these pages from the diary that she took pictures of. Uh, she gives Hannah a call. This is my favorite Hannah. I think. Period the entire show like not dating caleb like detective hannah mm-hmm. this is the best hannah in my opinion 
Not my favorite Hannah look, but yeah, I this, this shot of uh, of Hannah when she's like eating and like reading unfortunately James Patterson in bed. That's just a beautiful. It's like image. eating graham crackers yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, you're talking about how the one they need to be worried about is Patterson, and Spencer's just like that kid in history who's all sniffing his fingers. <laughs> Watch out for that dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, but no, Hannah's talking about James Patterson. She's like, this guy just gets the criminal mind. Um, Hannah, he's no Joanna Flunke. Well, I think it's telling that later on, and she bumps into Holbrook. He's just like, let me, let me upgrade you to some like Swedish crime novelist here. Patterson's for amateurs. You know? Yeah. He also really wants her to start reading Patricia Cornwell. Hmm. This guy really, she really cracked who Jack the Ripper was. Then do it. Show me. Come on. Don't hey, don't shake your head disapproving. This is the podcast. I don't have buddy. it anymore. I'm, I'll be willing to admit, I don't have the voice anymore, so I'm just not going to do it. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, like, it like left you like it was his, your wife, huh? Mm-hmm. It left me like Holbrook left the show, <laughs> mysteriously, and for no apparent reason. Like like Hannah just whacked it with a tire iron, mm-hmm. and it was gone. Uh, How does an accent like that become an accent like that? You're just not doing it right. I and, keep waiting for you to pull the sword out of the stone. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to Arya and Emily. Of course, the uh, the various tulpas are hanging out with each other right now because mm-hmm. they're fighting. Uh, Mona is just stepping out of Arya's bedroom upstairs. Mona also basically dressed like Arya, mm-hmm. which I love. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's got the... They both have like ribbed sex purses. Sure, yeah. I mean, look at that thing. Riveted, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's got the gold spiky necklace thing happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She wears her crown of thorns around her neck. <laughs> and Arya is just completely outraged. Mona's just like, oh, nice wallpaper, by the way. Like, costume design-wise, is Mandy Line just like, Arya's lapel needs something. Where's my flare box? <laughs> Where's my flare box? I wonder, like, the, the accessory game. Yeah, Arya's wearing the weirdest thing right now. Some sort of, like, leather jacket with pins on it and, like, a white and black checkerboard blouse like it's just it's something mm-hmm. um anyway mona is just her wonderful mona self where she acts completely casual like she doesn't know why Arya might be mad about anything and you know some people actually like hanging out with her blah 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 yeah yeah you know mona's she says she's mona out of nowhere she's just using the restroom facilities and Arya's like i don't have a toilet in my bedroom mona and mona's like you do now <laughs> Good luck finding that one. Also, I wouldn't turn on the fan if I were you. Um, yeah, Emily's just fucking shocked that Mike invited him over to the house. Um, also, the reference to the yellow wallpaper is great because she's just like, I love your wallpaper. It's so you. <laughs> and then Arya's outfit the next day is also nuts. That collar. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to describe that. It's like this weird metal like rectangular chain this is, thing. This is something like, like Queen Cersei would wear to a party. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Arya wants to know from Magic Mike Montgomery, was Mona here to poop or snoop? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't trust Mona at all. And Mike just lays into her about like what a hypocrite and like an annoying bitch Arya is. Now she doesn't trust anyone. And, you know, she needs to move on. Mona wasn't the one who broke up their marriage. Like it was their dad and stop blaming other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I like how she calls it's like him the in. most dialogue he's had in like three seasons. Yeah, I like that uh, she calls him into a room like she's the worst teacher of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike, a few minutes in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, God, my fucking sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he tells her off a good one. I don't think it registers with Arya in the slightest. Like this whole episode. <laughs> Meta statement. This whole episode, <laughs> she's losing her mind. She Like, I don't think she realizes that like she's the 
she's she's on the uh, wrong end of the moral uh, spectrum here. I think with somewhat. the situation, yeah, somewhat. But she also does somewhat recognize it at the end. Maybe a little, yeah. Um, <laughs> when she goes to see Jesse, the therapist, it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, later on, uh, Wayne Fields. Wayne Fields is back. The patriarchy is in town. Okay, so so it's okay to dislike so much of what he represents, but don't you just get kind of happy sometimes when Winfield shows up? Oh, of course. Yeah. He's a real straight shooter. As, as the dads go, he's probably the nicest of them. He's had the least uh, amount of scumbaggery. He just, he has this like very passive patriarchy thing going on mm-hmm. where he just kind of assumes that like things will be okay once he sticks his nose into it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's not Byron. He's not Peter Hastings, like fathering children all over town. He, he's them, not Tom Marin. He's like fucking terrible. If any of them ever like bonk their heads and like have a Western dream sequence, I I want Wayne Fields to be there. Like he's I cowboy want, guy. He's cowboy guy, but also it's like the thing where it's like uh, uh, you know, like like cowgirl Emily can't get it done, so he just like steps in, like tips his hat, like ma'am, you mm-hmm. mind if I uh, share a few words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where am I at here? Uh, yeah. Emily, she's still concerned about why her car broke down. She doesn't accept the mechanic's advice, so she's just gonna ride her bike. And Wayne can sense something is wrong with Emily, but she's shutting him out. So, well, this he's this, gonna do what any member of the patriarchy would do: is go consult another local member of the patriarchy. And he picks. Boy, does he pick the right choice? But uh, mm-hmm. I like that he's just he tells her like, "Well, you know, Emmy, I would have taken a temporary furlough if I if I knew you were so shook up." And I was like. Remember last week when you had to come home because your wife was accused of beating your daughter and then the cops got called on domestic disturbance? But yeah, Emily, shit, she's fucking cracking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a weird like little match key from like Emily not taking the keys in Wayne's hand to Maggie handing off some keys, or Ezra handing off some keys to Maggie. Oh man, this scene. Um, and then Ezra is just appalled that this woman won't let him have a connection to a child that is not his. So what are you saying, Maggie? That I'm not going to have a connection with Malcolm unless it's the third attorney. Wow. Yeah. And it's wow. like, yes, because you're not his father, you ass. You, you babysat him for like a week. You you do the voice like you just you were eager to rush into a conversation mm-hmm. and you like maybe got a little too rushed. You sat on one of your testicles. Uh huh. Yeah. That's I'm how I do it. Going to keep going. Keep going. Mess out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he's. <laughs> People get what they deserve eventually. It's like you're saying, I I won't be a part of Facebook. And she's like, no, Ezra, you're not a part of Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And then Arya comes in and witnesses in the background. I'm impressed that she didn't, like, duck out of the way. Which is what a normal human would have done. I'll I'll just wait till this blows over. (laughs) Not Arya. No. She makes sure to be like, hey, uh, I'm just back here (laughs) being Arya. So... So, oh, by the way, there's a Jekyll and Hyde thing on the wall, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or on the chalkboard, I should say. Um, so Arya comes in, and she basically just, like, sides of Ezra, uh, who who is just about to lose his shit. And then he turns around and gives her shit with, flying off the handle isn't going to help anything, Arya. Yeah, really. Wow. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. And then, of course... Thanks, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Of course, new Dark Ezra has to say things like, people get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Eventually. Uh, and then later on, yeah, we got the scene where Holbrook just in his like casual, um, was it Henley wearing a self here shows up at the uh, outside bookstore. Was this the start of like the massive Henley budget for, uh, the show? Probably. Yeah. This is about, this is about the uh, time the Henley maneuver happened. Hmm. 
some Cornell Woolrich. There's some he's Ivy like, Dunbar. He's like apologizing to Hannah for, you know, the hell they put Ashley through or something. I feel like he's doing this like this is the new angle. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know these girls are there's something something's connecting them to Wilden and all this weird shit that happens. They know that. And so this is the new angles. He's going to befriend Hannah. So he shows up and he offers her like a like a clove cigarette. What was the guy's move in the killing? Oh, it's the, like, the fake weed. Yeah. Hey, honey. Yeah, yeah. He had his fake joints or he just like he was the cool cop who just went and smoked a fake joint. With That's where guy just looked like, like he was hey, breathing syphilis. So uh, you hear about that killing, huh? It's pretty crazy. You know anything about it? <laughs> yeah. You want to get high? Um, I like that it's B for burglar. The Sue Graf, the novel, not A is for alibi. Mm. Um, I like Hannah's like outfit here. Like, she's almost like she's one hat away from being Carmen Sandiego. Well, she's got a trench coat. She's one hat away from being like thirty five years old. I feel like I, I, I think you mentioned in the past that Marlene had said that like she identified with Hannah the most. Right, I think you said she has to like that because yeah. of the uh, uh, broken home. Yeah, I feel like this is Hannah at her most Marlene ish. That's the way I, I kind of read this, this uh, half season of Hannah here interesting getting into mystery novels wanting to be a detective okay uh, that's just my my interpretation based on nothing i don't think i'm just gonna say i don't think i marlene king gets enough credit for like the twisted shit she comes up with i think that's the part of the problem that some of us well the showrunner never gets the showrunner always like gets all the blame none of the credit i feel like it's like always the the secondary writers that like reap the benefits because people are mad at the showrunner from some reason. Well, another. because typically showrunners don't put their names on for for the rewrites they yeah, do. Yeah. But um, like the twisted shit she does, I think that's why some of us like there's nothing seemingly there for us in Famous in Love because tell me where I'll get based on the trailers I've seen. Where's where it going to get weird? Yeah. Where do I get the scene with Mona in a blonde wig combing her hair while wearing a gas mask? <laughs> Will Famous in Love deliver that to me? Um, but also, Ivy Dunbar wrote The Secret Revenge. And then, what is the, it's like land, the, the Swedish book? Oh, is there another one? Is The Land of Blood and Ice? Yeah, that sounds like a good novel. You know, as Holbrook would say, the Swedish do meatballs and crime novels better than anyone else. Sorry. Anyways. Well, you tried. Yeah, I tried. Um, I was really hoping you would just practice with the term collateral damage. Collateral damage. Yeah. Um, Emily's got so Hannah goes to talk to Emily. Emily's got a great oh, because we forgot the the best line Hannah had earlier, which was uh, when she's talking to Spencer, and she's just like, "What oh, is it?" Emily's so pissed at me because I'm not pissed at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Emily has a good line here about telling Hamley, Hannah to stop reading. She's just like, "Every stone you overturn gets picked up and hurtled at Allison." Yeah, she's very much. We need to be good so A doesn't come after Allie. Like, just take it down a notch, Emily. Come on. Yeah. And Spencer shows up and is hoping that uh, Emily will allow her to apologize. Just let, her, let me please say something. And Emily's just like, peace out, bitch. Well, we're really, in the previous episode, Emily, what did you expect? You were going to go have a rendezvous in an abandoned warehouse of Allison? Of course Spencer's going to come. Mm-hmm. That's catnip to Spencer. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Ari walks in the courtyard. She sees Mike and Mona canoodling. <laughs> there are so many shots in this episode where it's like Arya enters a new location and then just like eyes widen and narrow at the same time. Like, what the fuck is this? Now Mike and Mona are just hanging out canoodling. Like, no. How dare you? How dare you on Arya Montgomery's watch? Here's this episode in a nutshell. Arya walks into a room. Her blood boils. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
She wants to know why Mona is after this 10th grader. Oh, uh, what turns you on more? That he shares my DNA or gives you access to my bedroom? And Mona's like, <laughs> yes. both. Yeah. Wink. Um, so rightfully so. Mona wants to know why she was iced out by the liars after the charges against Ashley were dropped. Uh, Mona name drops Jesse, the new counselor, which I just took to be like, can this just be Mona like waving some shiny thing in Arya's face and like throwing it out of the way so Arya would go hunt this down? maybe maybe not i don't know i mean it it seems to be a real thing you know i mean it's a real thing but it's like it gets her off mona's back temporarily maybe she's trying to subtly suggest that maybe aria should have a few chats and sit downs with jesse the counselor maybe you need some counseling aria would a you or b would you suggest aria goes to see that guy I feel like he was making some progress there. I mean, we don't know what the fuck ever happened. Well, you know, after the show's over, we'll have to see if we can ask one of the writers. Like, what happened to Jesse? What was the deal with that guy? What was the plan? Yeah. Hmm. I I think I saw a theory once that he was going to be, he was there like undercover trying to smoke out Ezra or something. I like that one. Was that someone's theory or did we come up with that? I think it's probably someone's theory. I don't know. Okay. I mean, we, I don't know. We come up with all sorts of things. So. Spencer and Andrew hook, hook, talk. I was about to say hook up. Spencer forgot about the physics test. She has the greatest little thing that she does with her fist. This little like double pump in the air. Oh, yeah. Where um, he tells her about the physics test and she's just like, ah, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, that, that screen cap, either like actual screen cap or like I took a picture of my phone. I think that was one of the first pictures we ever posted like on our Twitter account. So I have a person, I have like a, like a, like a long-standing nostalgic love for just that, that weird oh, that. image of her. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> All right, I'll screen cap it again. Uh, it's so adorable. Um, yes. So Andrew, oh. like, wait up, killer! As she tries to walk away. So yeah, I was gonna make a note of that. Calls her killer. Reminded me of Riley from Buffy. This is a very Riley type character here. Calling her killer. Hmm. Do with that what you will. Hmm. Better character, Riley or Andrew? Hmm. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, Spencer almost showed him her side boob. On the other hand, Riley spent a whole episode. Oh God, yeah. Boinking Buffy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I Riley definitely has more screen time, so I think he has a, a an advantage there. Unfortunately, you know? yeah. You want David Boreanaz to run in and be like, "You actually sleep with this Andrew guy?" Until we can say it, <laughs> you actually sleep with this guy. And Spencer's like, no, he gets less than you do, Toby. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it turns out Andrew's got uh, the study aid pills hookup. Um, yeah. She has no problem using her feminine wiles on this guy. Oh, this There's this scene. whole scene where Mona just comes to Ezra's classroom when it's empty, and she's just like, you wanted to see me? And he says, close the door. So there's something weird up with these two. But she... The smile, the way she closes that door, it's like she's going to seduce him in some fashion or another. Mm-hmm. She's like, I knew if I stole a pair of Arya's underwear and wore them for a whole day. <laughs> uh, there's so many bad jokes that I can make, but I'm not going to. Really? When has that ever stopped you? I guess it's stopping me right now. Wow, you really matured mm-hmm. in your old age. I know. Uh, so then we're going to go to the brew where Hannah's freaking out because she can't find her mystery book. Holbrook is nearby kind of just uh smirking at the situation i love that like the bus boy is obviously an extra he's not allowed to say anything <laughs> there because you'd think you would <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah she finds it holbrook comes over they talk some more 
And uh, she, he finds out that she is almost done with it because she reads the end first, which like, is insane. Like Billy Crystal and Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, what is wrong with you? Like, you can't do that. You got to read the whole thing. And she's like, well, let me know, you know, let me know what the twist is. And he says it all comes down to the dental records, which a little light bulb goes off in Hannah's head. Oh, she's going to go do some investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is fun, Hannah. Hannah, who's smart and reads, doesn't have time for any men. Good Hannah. And then we get Jesse and Arya. Jesse. This guy. Wasn't this guy on Charmed, I want to say? I f- How the fuck would I know? I feel like there was, yeah, I know, I know you don't watch it, but I remember some Twitter stuff at the time where it was like people are making jokes about it, you know, because Ella, you know, Holly mm. Marie Combs is on Charmed too. I think this guy was on Charmed. Mm. He looks like he's like, he leads the kids in a rendition of Kumbaya right before he suggests they go to a Jars of Clay concert. Also, the candy oh, dispenser. Yeah, that's a heck of a candy dispenser there. And Aria comes into this completely unaware that this guy is like taking her temperature the entire time mm-hmm. she's like i need to talk to you about something you know there's an individual who's in you know counseling with my brother and it's a big problem and he's just like i'm guessing you mean mona and she's it's just like so you agree with me and he's like nope didn't say that but the candy dispenser it's like he's gonna serve fucking froyo in there it's kind of funny because in a way it's like the the he also has a chessboard on his mm-hmm. table it's kind of like the uh the actual medical doctor with Emily, like constantly like taking her temperature and everything she says to dig herself out, gets herself in deeper. Um, this guy's a lot better than that guy, like more subtle, I feel like, in what he's doing. And he also has a I mean, he's voice. like, he's shrinking her head here. She doesn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, Arya, not necessarily without merit, Mona did have to do time in a mental care facility for a series of bullying that she did to Arya and her friends. I don't, I feel like people have forgotten that very easily uh, you know if you if you're being polite to mona i think you'd forget about it as well That's, I, honestly i can't believe you're still bringing that up about her i know yeah i know uh, i'm almost as bad as you but like how Larry's like how can i put this mona's the devil she says how do i say this without sounding rude and he goes try <laughs> mona's the devil <laughs> oh man and he's like have you tried getting over it <laughs> And then I, it's like she suddenly realizes that he's shrinking her head and she's like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, Ezra's texting someone. There's been a setback. R.E. Allison. Ooh, what does that mean? And who was he texting? His publisher, I guess. I, I think ultimately that's what we'll figure out. Well, it doesn't matter because Wayne Fields is here. Wayne's, uh, <laughs> Wayne's intelligence was so wrong about Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got some bad intel. Heard you're an okay guy. Well, and there it's just like, oh, Amy's uh, real stressed lately. I was thinking you could just give her some extra work, keep her busy. Mm-hmm. Thanks a fucking lot, Dad. Yeah. Well, as if like extra credits really gonna just like get her mind right. But that is that's that's the Wayne Fields like thinking. Like two guys putting their heads together can solve all the problems that a teenage girl might have. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, he has a great line Wayne does about <laughs> women don't want healthcare. He's, Simple as that. <laughs> Wayne Fields is like, maybe Emily having Emily stay at Mrs. Dillarentis' house was a mistake. <laughs> maybe there's a little too much like psychological trauma going on there. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and blame that one on Pam. <laughs> Mother soft. You understand, Ezra. You're a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then later on here. We go back to Spencer yes. watching Andrew like a predator. He's like going over his like physics notes or something and mm-hmm. 
she's clearly not listening. She's like thinking about like eating his brain. Yeah, she would like lick his sweat if it tasted like Ritalin. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, eventually she's like had enough of his, uh, you know, small talk here. She gets up, she shuts the door and she's like, I think you know why I'm here. And he like pops half a boner because he thinks it's something else. Why do we persist on playing this game? Mm-hmm. We both know it's moved to the next level. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's just like, Andrew, I didn't bring you to study. He's like, you, 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 you didn't? And she's like, I've had my eye on you. It's finally happening. She's like, no, it's not. I want your drugs. Yeah. Your study aid. Give me the hookup. I know you're holding. Give me your adrenal gland. And he's just like, uh, I have a prescription. She's like, whatever. Give him. And then this, as said, is when he's like, <laughs> you're, I was hoping you were done with the carpenter. <laughs> the carpenter. Yeah. So he hooks her up with, I think this is her first study aid. If I'm not mistaken. Well, until now, time, she's just been, well, this go around, this, yeah. this go around this round. She's just been drinking lots of coffee until now. Yeah. Uh, later on, there's a whole bit. Ramley wakes up in the middle of the night. Here's noise outside her window and is scared. She shuts the window, attacks her dad with scissors because she thought it was an intruder. And that definitely is not helping her whole argument that she's fine. And then outside the window, we see there's a big handprint there. So who do you think that was? Allison, probably. Maybe. I don't think A is just like, oh, shit, let me take my glove off. Yeah. Put it in your filthy fucking windowsill. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's classic, unfortunate Emily storyline where it's just like the noise will kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love this flashback we then get as Spencer does her interpretive memory while reading Allison's newly any, compiled story. Anytime there can be some sort of juxtaposition of Allie and, and uh, Spencer here where there's like romance involved. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's always like a low level, like alt ship going on. Well, I, it's so obvious in retrospect because how dorky the older boy is. But I love just the, the blur effect where Allison is just like glowing because the way they filtered her and like the guy she's talking to is just this blurry shadow man. But it's Spencer talking to her. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Spencer in this case. But yeah, uh, they go to the, the local college bar, the Heart and the Huntsman. He likes to take me there. He doesn't like to call them dates. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this guy, I mean, hello, he's reading her fucking stories, her mostly personal writing, and tells her that she has a strong voice that will only mature as she grows up. Yeah, and they kiss, um, but we don't know who <laughs> that guy is yet. Then later on, Spencer shows up at Hannah's house in the middle of the night. Hannah has this great line about, uh, you're lucky my mom finished her box of Chardonnay. <laughs> and she's passed out. Well, there's a great detail, too, as... Spencer's like talking to Hannah and at one point she just starts like straightening her sheets because she has to. Yeah, there's a lot of little touches to show that she's spun up right now. She's like fixing the sheets. She's scratching her neck at one point. Like the makeup is really good. It's not just, the it'll she'll get look even more intense later in like uh like 419, 420. But right now she just looks a little pale, a little bit sickly. Not a ton, but like there's just a little bit of pallor to her skin. Yeah. Also, Benji's torturing me. You can play this game at home. Watch this scene and just freeze frame any Hannah part of the, the twofer. She has so many great expressions on her face. And at one point, she's just like, I can't go anywhere with you. I'm not wearing underwear. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid she put me underwear on. Um, yes. What? Just in general? Or I'm just saying like, like she can't go anywhere because she doesn't have underwear on. Like I don't know. Is it that hard to put some underwear on? It's a real thing. Okay. Anyhow, um, so Spencer straightens everything up, and they they're talking about this this new clue 
she does not does she reveal Ezra here? I can't remember. No. Oh no, she doesn't know yet. No. That's right. She just knows about the Heart and the Huntsman. Yeah. And how they need to check that out. And Hannah's like, well, I'm busy scoping out the dental record, so meet up later. So Arya has a new bonkers jacket. Yeah, she has got a new crazy jacket. She runs into Maggie, and Maggie's like getting a box out of her car and, and like this is out in Main Street, and she's like, Oh, is it alright if I park here? And Arya's like, depends. How long are you gonna stay? Get the fuck out of my town, bitch. <laughs> uh, they argue. Arya talks a lot of shit about Maggie, like, you know, taking money from Ezra's family and whatnot. And Maggie's just like, says the girl he's fucking her teacher for grades. Yeah, she really she really goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when it's Arya versus Mona, it's fascinating because Lucy Hale's really good at being manic. And uh, Mona can play like steely, like so good, especially when you get the shadow play. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Alex Mack here is like six inches taller than Lucy Hale. So it's just funny as Arya's like staring her down. Um, oh, and then she like grabs her arm and she makes Maggie drop the box. And it's just like a bunch of her kids toys that Arya just and, broke. And framed pictures of Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Way to be the asshole, Arya. Well, Arya's like, metaphorically, you got to think about how that was perfect. <laughs> so that didn't go well. And now she's, she's mostly worried, not that she was horrible to Maggie, but that Maggie's going to tell Ezra about it. Yeah. And at least just like, relax. Everything's fine. I love giving you bad advice about Ezra. Well, Ellie's like, meanwhile, I have to go like work on the fucking spring play of that asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, which just sounds like the worst. So they look over and Mike and Mona are making out. Across <laughs> Once the again, Arya's just like, what the fuck is this? How dare. Yeah. We get a little bit of Sean Ackard's mom here. No, 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 no. no? I think we did this last time. This is not actually Sean's mom. Wow, screen cap that. That is good. Um, this chick is like just obsessed with the doctor and her son. She's just like the she hygienist. Doctor Ackard. Yeah, yeah. She okay. calls Doctor Ackard later. All right. So this is not Sean's mom. But yeah, she's, she's just heard all how all the all the girls at boarding school, which aren't boarding schools usually like not co ed. Yeah, but she's just like, so I hear Sean's making quite a splash at boarding school with the ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Anyway, litter. Spins. Well, and it's like, <laughs> it's like sure. as if, yeah. Um, so the heart huntsman Spencer enters to find Ezra. <laughs> Spencer, what are you doing here? Uh, he like very quickly puts away his phone. He's got some boysenberry pie. Hmm, curious. She was just reading about that, and then the waitress comes by, and he's like, uh, 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 could you please cancel my order? You know, like, because he's like immediately like, I was just going, I got to leave. Like, he wants to get the fuck out of there as quickly as possible. Super shady. His order is a beer. Yeah. That's what he ordered. The rest of his order. He's yeah. canceling his beer. As she's delivering there might other be beers. some French fries that come. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but, um, I mean, do you think he suspects that she knows at this point? Well, you notice how he puts it off on the waitress? I'm, I'm, I'm going off a recognition of my waitress. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer's like, okay. Do you really have to be rude to the help? That's mm-hmm. that's just I, I don't even do that. This waitress is pretty cool too. She's pretty cool because she like immediately is just like, you can go and have his beer. He paid for it. I will just say I didn't card you, <laughs> or I did card you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the song he's, is he's out of here right away. Do you think he he suspects that she knows something at this point? Maybe because he's pretty squirrely when he shows when uh, she shows up there. But I mean, so so would this imply that this is just like a frequent haunt of Ezra's? Like it's where he just goes to unwind. Maybe. I like guess. sometimes Ezra's just like, I will go haunt the local coffee shop. And sometimes he's like, college bar. 
that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's what kind of predatory I'm feeling today. When he wants his special beer and pie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the song is screeching something about loving them bad boys. So then we get uh, more Arya at the brew and uh, that Jesse dude's in the background observing. I think she's trying to get a hold of Ezra here, but can't get a hold of him. She leaves him the weirdest voicemail as usual. Yeah. Uh, later on, Hannah has left. And so the less the dental chair. So the hygienist thinks that she's gone for the day. But no, she snuck into the file room. She's like, Dr. Ackard, I guess Hannah Marin couldn't wait. Um, well, and so it's like, well, let's just close down. Like we're closed for the day and like for the weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, so the thing about Jesse is like, I know he's supposed to be replacing the actual uh, just authorities on that list to go mm-hmm. to the dentist uh, and, and my goldsmith. Um, he's supposed to be like replacing the actual previous on staff uh, uh, counselor, uh, Mr. Fazoli. But it's like, he's like, I don't know. Like he's, he's the worst aspects of in some ways of Jason, like, Minus the self righteousness and like the airhead stoner aspects. How how so? I since you don't like him, I I'm more neutral on him. There's a vibe from him I just am not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. He is definitely he's, uh, threatening to shrink your beloved Arya's head. Yes, okay. I am very fiercely protective of the shusher. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you? Uh, you know, I think she can take care of herself. Oh, that is such a cop out. Mm. <laughs> Anyhow, Spencer takes a bunch of pages from before Labor Day on the sign-in sheet, I think is what that is. Mm-hmm. in her purse. Meanwhile, Arya's leaving the brew and oh, it's going to have a little chat with uh, Jesse again. And they talk some more and he kind of like subtly hints that like maybe she should come come to the group too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arya isn't having any of that. <laughs> I want her to be like, didn't you hear what happened to my last therapist? <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, it's like she almost keeps getting roped into psychoanalysis and it's just like, nope, gotta run. Like, like she almost wants to talk to him, but then like nope's out of there. Is it the next one where he runs into Ezra? Yeah, I think so, because he's like stealing Spencer's file or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he's he's a little bit like, Mr. Fitz, huh? You're squirrely. <laughs> You're a squirrely little guy. <laughs> also, I meant to mention earlier, there is a heck of a lot of cover for me in this episode. Yeah, I think we were really obsessed about it the first time. But oh, as if this is a thing you could do in class. Emily tells someone to cover for her. Spencer tells Andrew to cover for her. Yeah, it's just like, Andrew, just go tell the teacher, yeah, to cover for me. Oh, I want to say even more bizarrely, doesn't at one point Arya tell Emily to cover for her with Ezra? Probably, yeah. A lot of covering. Anyway, um, Hannah goes back into the dentist chair. Someone comes in and gasses her because it's A, it's not the hygienist. Mm-hmm. There's a nightmare for you. I mean, you specifically, because you don't like the dentist. I don't. Uh, yeah, you... Dennis gets a big-ass old syringe out with a huge-ass needle on it. It's about to do something to her mouth. I think we're very similar, you and I, except that you get sexually aroused by pain at the dentist's office. I don't um, get sexually aroused. I just really enjoy it. I just really enjoy it, yeah. Sure. Um, I, I, I love that Alex... I find it really relaxing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that Allison's got to mention her story about this date is love and death, <laughs> love and death. Yeah. Spencer, she's reading the story at the heart and the huntsman. The waitress comes back and is like, Oh, here brought you some. Let's look like French fries. Maybe. Yeah. I guess it's French fries. Yeah. And a beer brings the beer and Spencer's just kind of like, Oh, beer. Sure. And she's, she kind of talks to the waitress and finds out that's what Ezra ordered. And how weird is that? And, She's not going to get carded, et cetera. It's a big beer. 
And this, I really like the way this reveal happens. I love a good reveal that's a little bit happenstance. But this reveal is so perfect. Okay, obviously the reveal we're talking about is Ezra had ordered board shorts ale. What I love about this reveal... And just the pie and beer. The pie and beer. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it it is very organic. It's like you don't realize that you've stepped into this reveal's trap. But like, board shorts is such a classic name for all the stupid names you can find for various beers, too. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Um, so she has to like redo her vision of Allison's story, but now Ezra is the mystery man. Yeah, imagining an alley kissing Ezra, and then she's just like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, Baja's finest. Got the commercial. I mean, this is really what starts her on her true speedbender too, because she's not going to be able to come down until she can prove this, because mm-hmm. she can't tell Arya until then, because she knows like Arya's going to resist, or she absolutely has to like have a rock salt case before she can do anything about it. But somehow the the Ezra thing too is really just also revealing to her that there's like like a hole within herself, you know, that she didn't even realize that that consciously didn't realize that mystery is there, you know, like obviously that's what all, all shadow play is about is her trying to get herself closer to solving some of these things um so then we get more psychological torture for emily as she's alone at the high school the infamous act normal bitch moment yeah it's great she runs around ends up i like how she was just copying in the middle of the night for this like stupid project she got assigned well like you can't do this ezra yeah no. <laughs> uh meanwhile hannah's waking back up her her face hurts she touches her lip there's blood on it I mean, this is some Swedish horror, like crime novel shit right here. You know, mm. <laughs> waking up in a dentist chair and your mouth is bleeding mm-hmm. and all the lights are off. That's great. She's just like, what the fuck? Well, just in general, anytime you have plans, fall asleep and it's daylight and then wake up and it's dark. That's mm-hmm. always so unnerving. Yeah. And the pages are gone. The pages she stole from the file room, they're gone. Meanwhile, Emily has locked herself in the copy room. She can't get out. A starts like pounding on the door. She's like pushed a bunch of like tables and shit up against the door to block it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called her dad and left a voicemail. He's like driving up outside. Eventually, does this like Spider Man shit after she breaks a window to get up to her. I'm coming for you, Emmy. Yeah. Oh, I love that A is just like blasting metal at her mm-hmm. like she's fucking Noriega. Um, yeah. So she gets out just in time with the help of Papa Fields here. Of just scaling the wall. He manages to get that stuck window open. That's like, a lot of leverage, yeah. There's zero leverage from as he's hanging from the thing. It's just his bicep curls. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, a gets into the room and leans out the window. This very creepy shot of A with just a black void for face. I want to say this might be the first time we've actually seen a completely direct shot mm-hmm. under the mask, as it were, and there's just nothing there. Usually well, the mask is just, or the, the hood is just hanging down. So well, we can't really no, I see. think I think problem, a lot of times it's just in such extreme silhouette that there's no way you'd ever that's, see. That's what I mean. Yeah, we've never gotten a shot just looking directly at it yeah. lit so you could see that there's something there, but instead it's just a black void. Well, this, cause this shot is perfect because it just gets you right there and you still can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they get down to the, the, the ground and Wayne Fields starts having a heart attack, collapses. Later on, he has this back scene. on terra firma. <laughs> yeah, he has this scene talking to Emily about how like you don't need to worry about anything. I'm not going anywhere. It in retrospect, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, he's <laughs> just like, don't worry about me. I've you know two days to the retirement on my boat, live forever. 
uh, I'll be fine. No, spoiler alert, he's not going to be fine. Well, on top of it, though, earlier in this episode, he took credit for how he came back. He, t- he took a furlough just for her. He would have done it earlier mm-hmm. if he knew that she was in such a Turns bad out way. that was a lie. I'm not just back in town because I'm a great dad. <laughs> it's actually a medical. <laughs> My ticker's no good, baby girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Emily. I mean, I do think this scene is stronger in retrospect because we know that he dies later. But, like, it was like this, like, death clock just ticking away mm-hmm. for this poor man and then so <laughs> i just feel like every time they show up in the writer's room they're like have we killed wayne fields yet when are we gonna do that <laughs> sleep tight wayne fields most likely kill you in the morning and the rest is silence yeah yeah uh, exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. so later on Arya and emily meet up and they're just like what the fuck this is crazy emily came here because she didn't want to like sleep in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, they're at Arya's place and then uh oh, there's somebody lurking outside. Oh, it's just Spencer. Please don't send me away. Yeah, yeah, this nice tender moment between them where Hannah, or not Hannah, sorry, uh, Emily and Spencer hug it out. Mm-hmm. Emily's going to drop her grudge because mm-hmm. she's in an emotionally precarious place herself. Also, because they're one person. Mm-hmm. Hannah shows up to, she's been trying to call him. She thinks A attacked her, and they're like, what the fuck? And then there's a whole bit like pulling the tiny little like implant out of her face, out of her mouth. Arya is suspicious as hell in this scene. Who is this monster? Well, but uh, uh, Hannah doesn't say too much about what happened, but then Arya's just like, you think that A froze you? That A stuck a needle in your gums? <laughs> and Hannah's like, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like we, we're blazing right past the most legendary part of this is the, who is this monster? <laughs> With the quick look from Spencer, like, ooh, <laughs> I know who this monster is. Yeah, yeah. Spencer's fantastic in this. Um, I want to, I want to further the urban legend that they they did more takes of this than Fincher did on the start of uh, Social Network. I think you go all the way back to like Orson Welles. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, you want to know about Rosebud? I'll tell you about Rosebud. Hmm. So they pull out this tiny tiny little strip. They had to get the magnifying glass. Emily Johnny on the spot with that magnifying glass. Byron's magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah. which to... which has teenager sex all over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. I told you, dead girls can't smile. Stop looking A. A is uh, up their game. I feel like this is definitely on the road to full-on dollhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, drugging, you know, knocking somebody out with, like, nitrous oxide or whatever. It's a new level of violation. something into their mouth. Yeah. yeah, it's a new level of violation, all for a sick payoff. But, like, this isn't like a... Uh, uh, see, people freaked out, and they got the thing. Yeah, Kavanaugh, whatever. See Kavanaugh. But, like, uh, this isn't just, like, A just showed up and on a whim improvised and did this. A showed up prepared for this caper. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, just the cherry on top of this Sunday is that in the A tag, A is shredding those uh, sign-in sheets mm-hmm. to make a uh, little padding at the bottom of the birdcage for Tippy the Bird. It's Tippy. Tippy's back. I'm back, bitches. Yeah. Miss me? Yeah. Which um, I feel like is just... Uh, such a shout out to the all the true PLL heads, you know. But also, Tippy comes back perfectly because Tip one of Tippy's lines is, "Hey, board shorts." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But the the mouth thing, like clues coming from inside Hannah's actual mouth, I feel like any other show you would call that jumping the shark. But like PLL rides that shark. No, it's not even close. PLL rides that shark. Um. Yeah. So that's bite your tongue, and I'm realizing this is going to be a fucking long podcast. Oh well. Because uh, right now we got to talk about Shadow Play. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Shadow Play, written and directed by Joseph Doherty. Just uh, the f- one of the finest episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. 
Um, which of the actors do you think had the most fun when it gets to Nor time? I definitely think Ashley Benson's having a lot of fun here. Yeah. Uh, her and, and Troy and I think are the main four. Mm-hmm. Um, Mona, obviously Janelle Parrish is having lots of fun. I think Sasha's having a lot of fun too. Ian Harding. Ian Harding's having a ton of fun. And, and uh, Keegan to some extent, yeah. Anyway, starts to out, some extent. Starts out with them finding Ezra's uh, it, they go the liar stands Arya go search Ezra's place. I guess this is at night or in the morning. It's hard to say when it says. Maybe it's just the weekend. I don't know, but I there's love... some gold stick variations happening. Yeah, there's some gold stick variations happening. So I think that's probably Maybe like this everyone's... is the the play that Emily was working on or something. The spring play. Yeah, the spring play in November. Sure. Um, this is probably just an assembly. But also the thing on the board behind them is you must suffer me to go my own dark ways. <laughs> you must suffer me to go my own dark way. Uh, yeah, parents are out of town being lawyers. The great line from the third part. Anyway, they they find the diary in Ezra's desk. And they're like, oh, shit, this is the diary that A stole from them. This means Ezra's A for real, for real. And they uh, hide around the corner because Mona walks by in some just fantastic, like, five-inch, like, platform heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, walks in, gets some papers, walks out. It's such a shady thing for Mona to be doing. And it can have so many explanations because you just never know with Mona. Yeah, what I, I like about Mona is that a lot of her <clears throat> anus um, mm-hmm. is just done in broad daylight. Like it just fits in as like one of the the popular girls, you know, carrying mm-hmm. a bunch of file folders away. But uh, it was funny that the liars found the obviously planted journal super quickly, partially because they're in a classroom. There's no aria, so there's no bedroom. No bedroom to check. like yeah. poorly search. <laughs> yeah. Later on, we get the classic the anus of thing line. If they've they've uh, decamped back to the Hastings living room, mm-hmm. this is all about the anus of things, Spencer. I wouldn't have put it that way, but. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Arya is driving home with Ezra, and we have the wonderful conversation about her writing homework. And, uh, you know, heroes aren't what they used to be anymore. So I got fascinated with the villain. Well, also, there's so many good Arya's A theories from this episode. Spencer tries to to find out what's going on with what do we really know about Shauna? Mm-hmm. And it's like she knows, even before I think she gets Emily's reaction, she knows that's going to hurt Emily. That's going to come to play. In her it should also be mentioned that she looks more haggard than ever here like her big red you know rims around her eyes skin's even more sickly looking like she's been on speed for an episode and a half now she looks breathtaking hasn't hasn't slept in a while yeah this is the best spencer when when she looks like completely haggard and, and strung out that's when you know you're getting good spencer we should all be so lucky to look this good <laughs> on no sleep and and Hunting down mysteries. Yeah, so uh, Arya mine is wandering to her creative writing homework. Um, and Ezra, on the nose, is like, does your villain lose in the end? And she's like, not sure. Mm-hmm. And then so I love that they're... So many good Arya's A theories from this. I love it. It's like they're both trying to one-up each other with like getting the last ominous word. Or she's <laughs> just like, sometimes the villains win. And he's just like, sometimes. <laughs> It's like they're both villains thinking they're the heroes of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, later on, Spencer is looking through the diary. She's got an old movie on in the background, old Norm movie there. She like uh, got a Aria subscription to Filmstock. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, the TV that only plays news reports and old old movies. Yeah. yeah so she, I love the uh, the pearls that drop on the old movie, which look kind of like pills. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like gulping down the steady aid, quoting Raymond Chandler to herself, and I think, man, I've been there. Sure. <laughs> and then the, there's a bang on the TV, and she flinches, and when she looks up, oh shit, it's everything's in black and white. She's got her hair styled in the old like you know 40s 50s way. All the set decoration is now 40s. I mean, you've seen the episode. This episode's fucking fantastic. It's just, it's clean. It's beautiful. Um, it's fantastic. Um, I will, I'll never tire of like watching Troy and Belsario play any aspect of this character, but like she just fits into this so good. Well, this whole episode, I was thinking it's, it's like the dream dance with Allison from I'm your puppet on like steroids and amphetamines you know it's like a whole episode of that essentially mm-hmm. and you're not getting just her interpretation of Allie you're getting her interpretation of all the characters on PLL well and, and you not enough people do but like you could really argue like what do the different characters represent to her in this like Toby's obviously representing her her bulldoggedness her her hunting her down clues her, yeah somewhat yeah I mean he's it's the most honest person I and know. It's, it's killing her. I'm or is it most honorable? I think it's most honorable. <laughs> <laughs> this is tearing is, him apart. He is neither of those. We're tearing him apart. Um, I'm surprised that someone hasn't done like a supercut of just other scenes from the show converted into black and white because I feel like mm. that's really sometimes the only thing that separates it from looking so film noir good. Um, but yeah, Toby just shows up constantly. It's funny, I didn't even make any very many notes for this episode. Like, it's just, it's such a treat. I don't even know, you know, I, I can spin a lot of theories here, but it's like, you guys are all familiar with how great this episode is. Just go watch it. Um, no, no. I'll, spin. What? Spin some theories. I'll get there. Um, Spencer the mentions how she takes constructive criticism as a threat, which <laughs> I liked. <laughs> But yeah, Toby's basically just acting as her, I don't know, her super ego or whatever. You yeah. know, just, you're the smart one. Or what's he say? I thought you were the smart one. I am the smart one. Um, and he's calling her out on her pill taking and she's just like, I've got it under control. I like how she's like arguing with herself about that. The Ezra bit the next day when he pays for her coffee with 15 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good for it. Uh, he's, he's such a weird, creepy, old-timey scumbag. I'm trying to think of who the actor is. Is it like it's not Cagney who he's like doing, but he's he's so good. But I love that it's it's the the Pierce expression of the company talk about like the dream logic where it's still Rosewood, but it's also like the big city at the same time. Like you know, how dreams mm-hmm. t- like something familiar is also something else in, in the logic of your brain. Um, like how he's all in black except for like a white tie. Yeah, black hat. Yeah. Or in the door and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he cross your heart, hope to die. Man, he's he's like peak creepiness here. Mm-hmm. This is this is my favorite Ezra. And then we got the great Anna line: "The more I see of men, the more I want a dog." <laughs> if only there was some alternative. And Emily's just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "It's the '40s. You don't know about that yet." <laughs> Um, so could Arya be sleeping with Ezra again is the question. And Spencer's like, show of hands. Who hasn't lied about something romantic to the group? And no one raises their hand. She's like, pockets. I rest my case. Morning troops. Arya shows up. Let's go wrestle the world to its knees. Yeah. And she's, she's bright and bushy-tailed. Obviously lying about the Ezra situation. But well, she's very, like, th- this version of Arya, the one in Spencer's mind, has, like, a real... 
idealism and naivete, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like even more so than regular Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's a real like seeming innocence there. Well, it's and it's not just like how good the hair, the makeup, the clothes are and the the lighting. Like these actors just look like they come out of these these 40s and 30s mm-hmm. movies. Um later on Spencer has the, the old Barbara, fashioned bathrobe. The Barbara Stanwyck nightgown. Yeah. Walking around with the phone with the endless phone cord which oh I love that. Like I don't know. Anytime I see depictions of like technology from this era, I, f- I just find it fascinating that like this is how this is how people did it before the digital age of like cell phones and the internet. You know, you just had like a really fucking long phone cord. I kind of I kind of miss the storytelling of this of the of these limitations. Oh yeah, yeah, it's know? great when you're a little less connected. You you have to go somewhere a lot of the time where you can leave a message and just like hope it gets to someone. A lot yeah. of misconnections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have information. You know, in your pocket constantly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so Toby, she'll take a pill. Toby will show up. Um, Toby has trench coat. I mean, he's doing more of a Sam Spade type thing, right? Yeah, I can see where he's he's trying to emulate a little Bogart. Mm-hmm. Um, then suddenly, like, where did that come from? Because there's like this really fantastic like portrait of Allie over the fireplace, the Laura portrait. Mm-hmm. And they Spencer brings up the possibility that Allie could be alive, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" Um, because I don't know. It's I, I almost feel like it's like just go watch the episode. You know, like I don't want to ruin it by like over explaining it or anything. It's just it's just talking about it. It's like mm-hmm. the second time we've talked about it, and I'm you know it's been a while since I'm noticing all these great things. I mean, I love the dissolve of Spencer looking up at Ali to Ezra on his his balcony looking down on the city. That's like the saxophone plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that sweaty city jazz. Oh, this is like right out of like Sin City or something. You know, like the. The style here is Mona and hands yet, him a, a, a drink next to him and she's all dolled up in this like fancy shiny dress. And yet this episode is showing it like how it should have been done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of great like shadows and Kiriskaro. Mona closed the windows and oh, Hannah was watching that yeah. whole business. Also, I just want to say about the Laura thing. It, it never fails to mention Otto Preminger was also a Batman villain on the Adam West show. That always cracks me up. Um, what was the story called? The Mermaid. Look at my mermaid. Um, oh yeah, about uh, Emily, obviously, Allie's journal there. Yeah. So uh, as she's reading that, she just kind of, you know, we see the the furniture and stuff. She kind of like looks back as it lights up, and her she imagines the conversation in the brew between uh, Emily and Paige talking about Shauna. They would do a similar effect later with Ezra and Nicole in the in the forest. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah when Arya's imagining mm-hmm. after reading the story, um, slightly different only because Arya's reading that story, whereas Spencer's reading a different story, but imagining this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So talking about Shauna and Paige is like, I thought about you when I was with her. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's what a boy says when he cheats. Yeah, I love that line. Um, yeah, so they're basically just having a discussion. This is just like big Paley moment here where they're talking about their relationship and, you know, nervous to even like touch hands in public because like a guy might be watching like the bartender there. Yeah. And Emily has to go first because, or no, Paige goes first because she can't watch Emily go. I think it's the line there. Yeah. It's funny that like in Spencer's dream, we get like some of the, like the probably biggest Paley relationship moments, you know? Well, and and the most pure r- r- romance, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. other than the times that they're suffering through, like, you know, Ezra's a scumbag and that, that all the relationships are just so tainted. Um. Janelle Parrish is just owning the fucking town as she walks down the street in her giant mink coat 
This okay. is such a classic it. old film noir thing with just the footsteps, like cutting back and forth between footsteps and, you know, one one pair of footsteps stops and like suddenly the other character becomes aware of that. Like it just feels so 40s. Yeah. Well, it's such a simple way to to convey like the movement, the rhythm and the disappearance. The tension. Yeah. yeah the, the disappearance, because it's like, what did she just disappear before your very eyes, Hannah? But you believe it. You feel it as you watch the way they, they do it. Um. So the classic, amazing, beautiful mirror shot. It's not quite, it is a little bit of uh, Lady from Shanghai, but it's it's better in a way to me because there's so many more interesting angles of Mona here. Yeah, all the mirrors at once. And it's it's like, I don't know, Hannah's kidnapped or something. I mean, Oh, Spencer's reading Laura by Vera oh, Casper. There you go. Yeah, Spencer gets a call from Mona. Bond package waiting for you. You know the room, <laughs> you know the apartment 3B. Uh, so she goes over there and it's like, are they holding Hannah hostage or is it just this kind of like the implication type thing right. or like Spencer you better get over here yeah also Ezra has the suspenders I believe at this point because yep. yeah which is such a a villainous thing to wear I mm-hmm. feel like the stride suspenders mm-hmm. Nick's yeah yeah uh, well because Mona harumps at Ezra's mention of true love for him and Arya oh and yeah he's when, like nicks when she's like pouring his special blend and she blend. like yeah. she kind of laughs to herself when he's talking about true love <laughs> classic mona um so then as they get out of there and leave uh, i love that hannah t- like swipes the carrot out of mona's drink <laughs> and that's of course the classic i want you to know that was the last carrot stick mm-hmm <laughs> And he's uh, Ezra's like challenging Spencer here. He's like, I know why you haven't told Arya. It's because you're not sure, you know. Yeah. It's because you think you might be wrong. Ha ha ha! I'm gaslighting you. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. So they leave. I like how even in Spencer's imagination, Mona is just fucking fabulous and wonderful, and clearly has her own agenda through this as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which also overlaps with the primary villain, of course. Um. But this is just like a, the perfect synthesis. Like these, this cast, crew, production, writer, everyone getting it, and like mo- not getting the genre, getting the show. But like I love how they just overlap and blend so so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get the uh, Aryan page talking about pictures. This might be their only scene together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. Like there's a lot of scenes in this episode, but like two handers, where I feel like you could say. This is in like in the top five of these two characters, like they're two handers together. Uh-huh. Like th- these scenes are in the top five. Like there's so many of them where it's like, has there ever been a better Ezra Toby scene than the one we get here? You know, other than the Christmas orgy? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. But I again, I mean, just I'm rewatching the show now in this vein that like Hannah and Spencer might be the dominant interpersonal relationship between the four. Um, like just the, the, well, the trials, most relations of their friendship. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but Arya, Arya and Paige talking in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, is that a bathroom? Yeah, because look at the tile on the wall. It's it's the school bathroom set, oh, okay, I believe. Okay. But just done up and elegant and lavish. Um, Arya used to be a tomboy. She spent all the time the, like climbing the tree in her yard, more or climbing it more than she was in her own bedroom. What is the subtext of that? Do you think? I. She used to love climbing trees until she met someone. She fell, she fell in love for the first time in garage mm-hmm. tree climbing. I. Doherty having a little fun, maybe. I, I, I can only know. guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the little bits we get about Arya's adolescent sexuality are always so understated, interesting. Uh, again, Meg Manning and the used to sleep with the pillow between your legs. <laughs> we need to talk. I mean, uh, uh, you know, from the books, she like bangs some dude in Iceland. 
uh it's as you do not necessarily canon in the show seemingly had like never she she had a crush on Noel Khan, but otherwise like Ezra is like the first time she ever had a boyfriend I think yeah. I mean like a, like any sort of semi-serious relationship or yeah. I mean certainly of that sort yeah I mean everyone has like these like like two days oh I had my first boyfriend and yeah. then really like that was never really we broke up because he pulled my hair that kind of thing yeah 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 um also, just I want to circle back. My own juice blend made me what I am today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the subtext of that line? I don't know. But God, uh, Ezra's never been better and worse at the same time than in this episode. Just all out peak Ezra. Really having fun playing the villain. See, I think I think it, it, like I think what it is is that it's it isn't like sad bastard Ezra where it seems like the show wants us to feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. It's like the show wants us to embrace this villainous nature here. And, and obviously Ian Harding's having fun with it. But also that he operates knowing full well that there'll be a whole swath of people who just find him so charming and adorable. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the test would be if you could take some of the Ezra fans who somehow magically never seen this episode and just take the champagne seen out of context and put it down for them they would think it's the most romantic thing ever oh man you gotta watch out for those Ezra fans i had a couple of them come after me the other day on twitter yeah what happened um i had, we we were getting somebody on our instagram like blowing us up oh that like nazi yeah they want a, creep? Little, a little pepe uh from the internet like, and attacking yeah, little, some of our our commenters and stuff. De- deplorable pll fan yeah was uh blowing up our Instagram and I like I tweeted like a screen cap of it talking about like of course Trump supporters are uh Ezra shippers and then I got even more blowback from that. Oh yeah. Good times. Yeah. Oh good times. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so Ezra's drinking a board short sale and waxing nostalgic of Toby. It's just a little lodge bro talk. I'll tell you what I know about people. They're no damn good. They're no damn good. Is it people or men? People, I think he says Is it? okay. Yeah, yeah. Because then they start talking about skirts. Um. Yeah, skirts. Nothing but trouble. I like that Ezra is aware that Toby is super hard boiled and perhaps a little too much. <laughs> I love this scene. What is a lodge, brother? That seems so old school. You know, I can only assume it's like guys who hang out at like, like the lodge where only men are allowed or something. There's that. I think on one hand you have like kind of a vaguely Mason thing. On the other hand, it's a lot of togas and paddling. There's definitely some paddling going on. Yeah. 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 How else do you could become brothers? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, this whole scene is great. <laughs> Talking about skirts, I'll tell you something. Allie's still Allison Delorentis is alive, and Spencer I mean, Hastings knows it. Toby is just playing this scene with like a clenched fist in his asshole. This might be some of Keegan Allen's best work. Oh, he's fantastic in this. I yeah. feel like he was born in the wrong decade. Like he, whoa, that that forty style dialogue. I think is like where his strong suit is. The only problem with that is I believe, and most of my knowledge comes from film because I wasn't alive in the 40s, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of dank memes in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, you'd be missing out on the Snapchat. Um, yeah, so I love when Allison shows up to admire her portrait. Oh, yeah. Doing the exact same change. I mean, that, that's just a fucking classic shot right there, doing the same pose as her portrait. I think I read, or maybe, I don't remember if Trust the was, they might have done this actual Laura style where it, it is just a giant picture that they didn't paint it over i can't remember i feel like we asked them about this I'm, maybe yeah um yeah they, maybe they just put some filters on it to make it look like it was painted but it looks really good in the black and white and everything and ally this is a, a fantastic ally scene she's classic mean girl 
queen bee like emotionally manipulative alley here but it's it's the classic like allison pseudo pop psychology mm-hmm. stuff where it's it's smart to disappear so you can always be the girl in the painting and, and that's that is immortality, true right immortality yeah. darling yeah and then i love that spencer you know on pills hallucinating speaks for all of us and for her own fatigue can i just get one straight answer out of you about anything and allison of course counters perfectly with and what would be the fun of that mm-hmm. i just get one straight answer from you about anything i love that line yeah and, and then ali eventually just starts like laughing in her face so remind me though, she's like you're gonna run out of pill suit <laughs> remind me though what is is there anything before when allison says here maybe you're the one i should be afraid of like like in the previous episode was there some kind of indication that spencer was the one who caused the violence hmm um you know i feel like those were in the episodes we didn't watch but i think there's a little bit of an implication I mean, number one Allie ran away from her in the previous episode mm-hmm. when spencer showed up and so spencer's probably feeling weird about that i think they've got a little bit of a hint that maybe the reason Allie has not come back could be to do with one of them okay and i think spencer her internal guilt machine is really starting to rev up by this point well because i think i think the whole hunting down the ezra thing and worrying about aria that's mm. like layer one of the inception yeah. dream machine layer two is some part of spencer's subconscious and the guilt she machine. might have done yeah. something to Allie. but herself. i love it this whole episode is just her trying to bring all of that to the surface of course spencer has a memory palace that's fueled by study <laughs> a yeah there's the whole bit where she Allie laughs in her face about the pills and spencer runs over there and actually knocks him in the garbage disposal and the, the tension as she's the got her shadow. hand all the way down the shadow over the, yeah. the switch but then it turns out it's just toby pulls her hand out and spencer's just like look over there and ally has gone she's losing her mind mm-hmm. i like the the last pan up to Allie just smiling in the painting smiling down at her yeah that's immortality my darling um so he takes her to interrogation um and he's really just like he said super ego bulldogging her you know, like like trying to get her to admit to herself. This is like Spencer's smart. She doesn't get confused like yeah. that. That scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course we we get to Ari and Ezra, and I always thought the champagne was the most sophisticated thing in the world. Well, it isn't. You are. <laughs> I mean, Doherty has to be joking there, right? Yeah. It's just such a on the nose joke about <laughs> Arya's, you know bountiful fantasy world of of what their relationship is and and who she sees herself as a person and who, and who she is in relationship yeah, yeah and of course how spencer sees Arya seeing herself oh it's a harsh criticism mm-hmm. yeah spencer's idea of Arya is uh dead on, the, on in a way <laughs> it's just heightened on the one hand it's it's complimentary because Arya seems just like a very good-natured innocent per- nice person mm-hmm. on the other hand Arya is like hopelessly naive and clueless at the same time it's a character made of love though mm-hmm. but perhaps a bit condescending yeah so yeah. yeah then there's this bit here um or they're talking about uh, their secrets and whatnot and ezra says i'll bet you i know one of your secrets and aria says i bet you don't which uh oh, the aria's a theories here like who's playing who because he tells her alice allison de Laurentiis is alive and like her eyes open up but was that I... the secret that she knew or is there a different secret i love that close-up on her eyes though Mm -hmm. as he whispers the secret big fake eyelashes yeah yeah i'll bet you know i'll bet you i know one of your secrets and she says i'll bet you don't hmm 
and then cut to this great little like comedy sequence with Hannah on the switchboard. Of course, she's a switchboard operator uh, talking to Mabel and the favor she did about those three sailors. <laughs> Hannah in this episode and her delivery really wanted me like I, I want to see Ashley Benson do the Buffy death of a salesman monologue from Restless. Hmm. Like, I feel like she could totally pull that off. Mm-hmm. You men and your sales. <laughs> Which, by the way, after I watched this episode, I just had to go watch Restless. Just like it felt like the right pairing, you know, the right wine for this steak. I would like to see all of the actors in this episode do aspects of, uh, of, of Restless. I would love Ezra to be the cheese man. Ezra's a good cheese man, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who would be who would be the I'm a comforter door. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, Caleb or Toby. Well, unfortunately, Caleb's not in this. Yeah, Caleb. Caleb would be—he would fit perfectly into this shadow play you could world. Definitely fit him in. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's being haunted by ghost mm-hmm. girls and what have you in Ravenswood. Um, Restless, by the way. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Great fucking episode. Well, don't just pick it out. You know, like uh, obviously, like if you've never seen a Buffy episode, no, just start there. Wow, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's setting you up for failure. Um, but like, like if, hush. Let me just put it first. this way: if you're like impressed by Legion, just go watch Restless and and that's see the true mastery. You're just begging for somebody to take the leash off and let you rant about Legion. I know. I don't think it's gonna happen though. Um, so Emily's bedroom though now is like high up, looking over the city. It's so perfect. Um, got the great line from Paige about uh, you know how can you be so lonely in a you know packed city like this? I'm, I'm butchering that line now, but. Um, yeah, this is a great scene between her and Emily. Just them uh, talking about their relationship and wanting to be with each other. And then they get down. And I think this was like edited a little bit for TV. Yeah, it was definitely edited. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I savor the, the dreamlike quality of this. Um, yeah, I love the fake city backdrop yeah. as they're silhouetted with the white curtains blowing. I mean, it's amazing that they got this to look so good. And, and this is just like, in the middle of a TV season where, mm. you know, next week, everything's got to go back to the way it was to shoot the well, next episode. While, while making this episode, yeah. it has to go back to normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they have such a great crew. And that's, I think we've been really lucky about some of the people we got to talk to on the podcast, just because I don't think a lot of people get all the, the thousands of jobs that make a TV show happen. <laughs> um, so, it's like it's like it's an interesting like psychological reason. Is there a psychological reason for Spencer dreaming up the Paley stuff or the Joseph Dory just like I want to do the things I want to do? Uh, Nor requires doom lovers. A little column A, a little column B. Yeah. So um tell me Spencer. I think Spencer has like a, a very active like sexual imagination. I think that's probably part of it. Which I said what last episode, episode before, that Spencer's probably spent some time imagining the sex lives of all of her friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she is a nymphomaniac. Uh huh. I mean, it's definitely a, a way that she interacts with the world. Um, so Terry Spencer Moore, secrets aren't secrets, they're weapons. Um, and Spencer philosophizes that, yeah. about how A isn't just a person, it's a monster that has to be nurtured and fed just the way that Allison did. I mean, that is just a, a nightmare of existential beauty right there. Yeah, he feeds her the line about uh, down these mean streets, girl must go who's not herself mean. They make out later on. Arya is at the bar slash brew, uh, making a little octagon out of some toothpicks. Hexagon gazebo. Uh, 
theorists there do do your worst yeah very suspicious and then spencer shows up and they have a talk because spencer wants to tell her something but she's worried or no aria wants to tell her something first mm-hmm. but she's worried that spencer can judge her and she tells her that she's with ezra she's seen him again like seriously seen him this time she means sex uh, <laughs> it's a weird line because it's like we knew you were fucking it before aria but sure well Hannah, could you not sit in that puddle? It's sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, someone should write a fan fiction called The Spencer Look. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love the way she talks about her relationship with Ezra. Like it's serious now, but she knows it's dark and wrong. Like it's a story, it's like something out of a story. Mm-hmm. And then Spencer mentions that you you talk about the now the story's tense. changing. The story's changing. Such foreboding. Um Spencer is about to tell <laughs> I wrote Allison instead of Aria. About to tell Aria what's up, and she's afraid that she's gonna get more than just a look from her, and then Hannah shows up. Then Hannah shows up because she's figured out where Allie is through her uh, switchboard connections. And so cut to them walking down an alley where it shows nightly uh, posters on the wall. I love that Spencer stops to point out that they spelled nightly wrong. Spencer's like, that's Allison hiding in plain sight and doing three shows a night. So they go in the backstage door to this place. It's some sort of like, I don't know, like cabaret or, or something. Right? Yeah. This is like every imagine imagine scenario of like a dressing room for showgirls you could think of thrown together. Yeah. This is the kind of place that like, like Trump would come up with an excuse to come sneak into. Yeah. Um it looks what's headline? Looks like somebody threw a hand grenade into a room full of rockets. <laughs> yeah, they're back in the dressing room and then Allie shows up. First just silhouetted. It's great how they, they played out for as long as with they can. Big hair. Yeah, before she steps into the light and she's like wearing like a showgirls outfit. And that necklace. Um, and she's like, What the fuck are you bitches doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they argue a little Allie's getting really intense enough in Spencer's face like just the psychological implications here of how Spencer views her relationship with Allison you know yeah um, and, and and coupled with the guilt that she is afraid that her friends are about to find out mm-hmm. about all this guilt and Allie calls Spencer out for not having the guts to tell Arya about Ezra she doesn't say Ezra exactly she just says like you know you don't have the guts to say it. Well, she's about to, and then a bullet comes through the window. Zing. And they all run. They run to like some warehouse. Well, of course there's a warehouse. Yeah. Connected to the stream. That's <laughs> like a maze as well. Yeah. And they get to a dead end or something, and they're all arguing with each other. Allie tries to slap Spencer, but Hannah stops her. I like mm-hmm. that. Hannah's uh Spencer's like fictitious muscle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the girls are kind of like turning on Allie. You know, you need to stop being such a bitch. But then Ezra starts calling. Who's sharpened your um is is part of aria in this sequence informed by spencer herself in the original dark spencer saga uh With toby betrayal maybe i don't know um yeah so of course uh who should show up but is, is ezra uh the silhouette of the open doorway the big combo himself um he's like aria i'll keep you safe i promise i love you no <laughs> one's ever loved you the way i do and Arya is a, a moth drawn to the flame there. She has to follow. And Allie's just like, now or never, are you going to tell her? Uh, you're all gutless. No you know? guts. And Allie busy like sneaking off in the back. Uh, Arya starts walking over to Ezra. I like how it like cuts the commercial on that like cliffhanger. And then it comes yeah. back and she's still walking. Walking to her doom. Um, yeah. But it, I, just the fucking beauty of just keeping him, you know, obviously there's a, there's a old switcheroo, but like keeping him in the shadow. It's not just. I mean, how did Doherty put it? Like, you don't want to just steal the quotes. They have to mean something. You know, 
you have to become homages, but like it's so perfect. So, do you think that's Ezra there? I'm, I think this is still Ezra when she's. I, don't, I think actually that's, no, that's, that's Toby. That's Toby. Yeah. So the switch is when she turns back to talk to the liars before she walks out. Because now it's Toby that she's walking towards past commercial, and then she finally gets there, and uh, silhouette lights a, a match, and it's or the lighter, and it's Toby. That's a great shot too. Just the the flame. Mm-hmm. Um, Keegan Allen has been having some fun with this one, and she's like, "Oh, it's Toby." Oh, I love the shot of just like Ezra's like legs and shoes sticking out from behind a door or something. Oh, so those are some pretty fancy like Norris shoes too that you don't get to see the wingtips. Yeah, yeah, you don't get to see them too well. But it's it's the uh, uh, the witch from yeah. uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of that reference to it. We don't have much time. I hit him hard, but I only hit him once. <laughs> But like, Toby look how is good, one punch man. Look how good the Warner Brothers lot. Like, look how good Stars Hollow or whatever looks like. You know, rain slick streets, black and white. You gotta figure that Warner Brothers has like forty old timey cars just like mm-hmm. on a lot somewhere. Whenever they need to make like an old movie, they just like drive them in. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're getting away. Arya wants to know what's going on. Why wouldn't they tell her about Ezra? I like how there's this great bit where Spencer just looks back at her. Arya looks at her and like they don't really even say anything to each other. It's just all communicate in their face. And it's like Spencer can't say it. Emily's like, Allie's right. We're totally gutless. We can't, you know, we can't even tell her. And eventually there's just like a big car accident or not a car accident, but it's like there's like a, a blinding light in the windshield. And, you know, as Toby's yelling it. Spencer, like not the not the book. Look at the pages. Yeah, the the figments of her imagination are arguing with her about the mm-hmm. clues that she already has. And finally, she snaps out of it. She's back in color in modern day, and she figures out something about the book and the pages. And she calls the uh, Hannah and Emily over to reveal that the uh, pictures she took of the original diary are different from this new diary. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ambrose Pavilion is different. Mm-hmm. Um, seemingly that's the only thing that's different because the only thing that's ever mentioned. Yeah. And they go over there. They immediately got to talk to Arya. So they go over to her house and then through the window, they see Arya kissing Ezra inside and they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. And then we get an A tag, (laughs) which is just some shots of like the dressing room and just all of these great details. And then the telegram from a, the break a leg, stop kisses a, it's funny that PLL is like a show about cyberbullying, and yet you can set it in the 40s where none of that technology exists and it still works pretty much the same how fascinating would it be if this was a show set in the 40s and like telegram boys were constantly running up (laughs) to the liars that'd be great (laughs) yeah so and then we're gonna go right into the next episode there which is freefall uh i love the intro to this episode this episode by the way get the uh written bys here written by gamaya goldsmith directed by melanie mayron there you go. A couple of my goldsmiths this go around. Yeah. Spencer's waking up. Yes. Uh, it's like a tight shot as she wakes up. And then we see like, oh, she's she's in the schoolroom. She's sitting at Ezra's desk with her face planted on the diary. Uh, I love this. The way it's a shot, the overhead shots and everything are like slow realization. It's like she hasn't even had time to figure out what's going on when Ezra walks in. It's like the worst possible thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't even collected herself yet. And then he walks in and she's just like, Oh fuck. Well, he looks surprised. He also looks terrified and they have this uh, very interesting conversation. And I, I guess you could, in retrospect, like look at him as trying to be a good guy in the creepiest way possible. 
But like the uh, the path you've been going down is very. Well, I don't know if I would dangerous. call it a conversation because she doesn't seem to fully grasp what's even going on. She just knows she needs to get out of here. Yeah, like she's still very much out of it. Yeah, she's still like like panicked and ready to yeah. run. Not a conversation, but like you know, I I think part of it is him really recognizing somehow her drug use, but also I don't think to me I read this as he's also trying to protect himself. Because he has to think that she's somewhat on to him. He could also maybe have like read that myth about how you shouldn't wake a sleepwalker or they'll kill you or attack you. So there could be a little bit of that. I think the myth was that it might hurt them. No, no. There's one where it's like you shouldn't wake a sleepwalker up because they'll attack you. I think the myth is that they might hurt There's themselves. There's more than one. That's what I'm saying. I don't think sleepwalking people all turn homicidal. <sighs> Spencer, I'll yes. take you to the Wikipedia later. Spen- yeah, take me to the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Spencer, yes, that is absolutely a real possibility. She might murder you. Um, so then, of course, we got the school bathroom, and Spencer has changed into the hoodies and shorts and shower shoes, whatever was in her locker. And then uh-huh. he's just like, "Did you, did you have an accident?" <laughs> Does Hannah say something like, "Are you planning on it?" Yeah. yeah. Well, it's this outfit is just. It's rough. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. The gym her, shorts. There's just no way to look good in gym shorts. Yeah. Man. With the shower shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they can tell something's up with Spencer. Yeah. There's a good line in here where Spencer says, Meanwhile, Arya's probably hooking up with him in some janitor's closet. <laughs> Spencer freaks out to find out that she apparently called Emily at 4 a.m. and then like covers for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she wants to go tell immediately. She, she senses, rightly so that Ezra might get the drop on them because mm-hmm. in the next scene, that's what Ezra does. He immediately goes to Arya to discredit Spencer to her. What? Screen cap that. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. can just say it. All right. Screen cap that one too. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, yeah. So of course, speaking of which she's right, Ezra will find Arya in the hallway. Um, tell her Spencer has a problem with a for amphetamines. He is such a piece of shit in this episode mm-hmm. because he uh, he he says when she, he's talking to Arya about Spencer says when she explodes, I don't want you to get hit by the shrapnel. It's like bullshit. This has nothing to do with your concern for Arya at all. Like I said, he's he's maybe some small part that you could retcon later into saying he's concerned about mm, Spencer. I don't but, think he is at all. But he's really protecting his own ass. Like I said, um, well, he, he pretends like he's protecting Arya. No, you're not. This has nothing to do with protecting Arya. She's not in any danger here. Like, no, he's completely covering his own ass and using, you know, information he shouldn't have, private medical information, to turn Spencer's friend against her. Mm-hmm. Like, it just to me, this is even maybe worse than the book shit that he's willing to go to these lengths to hide it. Well, it's yet another abuse of his power as mm-hmm. a teacher, too. Oh, what do you think Arya's jacket feels like? Um, metal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a jacket from the future. Um, so Toby will show up to see Spencer. She's wearing some Hannah clothes, including the happy Ashley shirt. I love that they managed to bring that shirt back. Yeah. Um, and Spencer's disappointed that Toby took the Radley money, which, you know, all hurts his feelings. Are um, you disappointed in me? He'll make up with that for that with salad and apparently later jewelry. And uh, he might throw in a massage if Spencer's good and eats all her raviolis. I'm really into sensual hand stuff. Mm-hmm a different kind of hand acting toby's still probably trying to swing the hot tub oh yeah i'm pretty bummed that we never got to work that well this is what ezra should have brought up when he tried to get christmas orgy 2 going right Mm -hmm. after mona's funeral 
it'd been like Toby, bro, we can do it in a hot tub. And Toby's like, I saw they have a hot tub. My Achilles heel. Hot tubs. <laughs> the things they do with jets. They go right up your pooper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Okay, oh, I didn't know you're here. <laughs> oh, I'm here. Jets up your pooper. I can hack that. It's just the uh, those three actual bad guys in like Hot Tub Time Machine three. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Who would be the fourth member there? Just Peter Hastings. Would it be Paige? Oh, Peter Hastings I, as it like it could the... be Paige. I, I feel I, I don't want to exclude Paige, but like I don't want to doom her to that either. You know. Well, which of the three or four of them mm-hmm. is like? I thought you said the others are showing up. Is it just us, Ezra? Why aren't you looking at me, Ezra? I mean, don't look at me, but Ezra, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Peter Hastings, I think he's your fourth ranger on that one. Hi, guys. What are you all wearing? Suits? Amateurs. Exactly. It's hot tub, guys. <laughs> We're all men. Never, never drops. I want to see Nolan, Dor- Nolan North do the, uh, the Bill Murray from Rushmore. Cigarette in his mouth, holding his glass of whiskey, and he jumps off the diving board into a pool. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the Kramer, like cigarette in his mouth, chugging a beer at the same time. Yeah, Here's to feeling good all the time. By the way, in honor of Nolan North, I switched to, switched to a, a crown whiskey and tonic. So there you go. I don't think Peter Hastings drinks crown, but probably not. Good no. try. He's good not try. Canadian. No, It's the only thing I have in the house. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, what's happening this episode? Uh... Toby's being Toby. Back to Emily and Hannah have been basically like hiding from Arya. Because they, they don't want to confront her yet. They want to wait till school's over. Little do they know that Arya's received some information already. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily talks about like doing her homework in like the bathroom or something like that. Something really pathetic. Hannah's nails are silver like Arya's jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the theory. Legs. Ooh, they're real weird. Um, There's some great comedy about the string uh, cheese. That it's Emily's string cheese and Hannah wants to eat it. Some string cheese theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've read stuff where like some acting exercises can be like nailed down. Like if you ever get to promise your character, there is some kind of prop that your character can especially always improvise with. And I feel like Hannah, it's always food. Like if she ever, like if for some reason, Ashley Benson didn't know what to do with a scene, it's like, give me food. I can make this happen. They're really good at acting with like food and drink props. I mean, they do it a lot in this show. Yeah. They're yeah. like pouring drinks for people, getting the water out of the fridge, that sort of thing. Yeah. So anyways, Arya shows up. And she's like, guess what, guys? I uh, got this like uh, personal file on our friend from Ezra Fitz. <laughs> Says she's uh, she's I'm trying to remember how Arya puts it. What is the language she uses? Uh, she's strung out, I think. Um, thanks, Arya. We get a lot, of, a lot of great euphemisms for being high on meth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not the most sensitive or delicate to your friend. I mean, I like how the others... Toby just looks funny walking around with a uh, bike or a motorcycle helmet. I like that the others like they're concerned about Spencer. They're also like, oh man, what if what if this we've been played a little bit? What if what we thought was not right? What if it's a delusion? But no one is just like, wow, Arya, that's a gross abuse of Ezra's power. <laughs> I she mentions later she got it from Ezra. She doesn't mention it in this scene. Okay, I, I was kind of wanting like a reaction later. Like, wait, you got this from Ezra? I mean. There's a little bit of smoke there, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Spencer's just pushing her food around, and Toby wants to make plans for dinner. And yeah, she's just obviously very tired and uh, only half committed to this, but she gives him a hug. 
and she leaves later on it's the big intervention scene where she comes to the Hastings house this is Hastings house right mm-hmm. yeah oh I love that she's she's really into the drink order for the Aria intervention and it's like mm-hmm. Spencer read the room <laughs> they have turned on you well you know she's on methamphetamines right now maybe her attention is elsewhere from Ezra to like whether or not Spencer's a speed freak yeah, they're all having a hard time making eye contact at first, except for Hannah, because Hannah never has a hard time making eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the the like French farce that is this intervention where she thinks it's for Arya, but they're all trying to like intervene on her behalf. Uh, and the way they're kind of talking past each other is just such deep, dark irony. I love that they engineered this moment to happen in just such a way. What I think is really interesting about the show that maybe other shows wouldn't do is that they don't need to play that for too long. Like, uh, um, I feel like other shows, this might be like the next two episodes, like the paradigm of the next two episodes or something. But I love that PLL, like you'll get the Ezra. Well, they get it all out Aria, one scene, yeah. But you'll get the, Arya will find out about Ezra by the end of this episode. And I, but I, that's, you're so jarred and thrown for a loop with the beauty of this scene that, like you said, the dark irony. Um, so Spencer, you know, she lets it all out. Ezra's A in board shorts. He's trying to undermine me. He's he's being A. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like her biggest fear is that they're they're not gonna take her seriously, that Ezra has gotten a step ahead of her and discredited her. And it's like she it's like she sees it all playing out in front of her eyes, mm-hmm. you know, flashing before her eyes there, and she can't do anything to stop the way that they're reacting to her. Well, when it's not, like she knows exactly what they're thinking and why they're thinking it. And she can't do anything to get them to like, not, you know, see it that way. And when, uh, when a is not, uh, uh, you know, giving you exactly what you want as a means of revenge, it's, it's playing on your old fears. And with Spencer, this was always like the thing you could tell of like her family. Mm-hmm. They never took her seriously because she was always like Melissa's little sister or somehow maybe not related to anyone in that family. I mean, this intervention scene, top five, Oh, for sure. I think it definitely makes for it sure. in there. Yeah. This He's is freaking kind of a. a. <laughs> oh my God, this is brilliant. I just love this Aria. It's like, Spencer, this is kind of an intervention. She's like, yeah, I know. Yours. Yeah. Well, then, and then, of course, she slips up. I think she has a fighting case. And then she references Aria's deer in the headlights behavior that almost got her shot in the back of a nightclub. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? Well, and I love how she's just like, okay, I yes, I've been taking some pills and it's not good. I know that. I might be a little confused. Yeah. Yeah. And just the the looks of concern and disappointment from Emily and, and Hannah. But the the frosting on top is when Spencer's purse falls over mm-hmm. and Ren's prescription pad falls out. Oh, that's cool. One of the rare times an A tag actually showed up. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of times you get an A tag and it's just never yeah. followed up on. Yeah. Oh, but that is so cold. Yeah, and Hannah especially is like really coming down hard on Spencer here, calling her out. She's the one who like drops the bullshit, and she's like, "Are you on, you know, amphetamines or just yeah, the pitying looks?" Mm-hmm. Well, and just Spencer knowing that they got this information from Ezra, she has this look on her face. It's like you have got to be fucking shitting me. It's like this Joker <laughs> smile. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'll screen cap that. Uh, it's so. It's so perfectly nightmarish to her that, of course, you got this from Ezra. Of course, this is how he's taking me down, you know? I would 100% like donate $100 million to uh, Troy and Belisario doing like Hamlet. 
I don't think you need to donate a hundred million dollars to that. But I'm sure. just I'm just watching her face, man. There's, is there anything she can't do? God damn, she's so good. She's great in this scene. Yeah, um, I, I I tweeted earlier. I think Dark Spencer Saga two is actually better than than Dark Spencer Saga one. It's just it's like they took everything they learned the first time and just turned up the volume the second time. And it's it's entirely of her own doing in a way, and it's it's almost tragic because this is all happening because she felt the need to get all her ducks in a row before confronting Arya. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the reason she started taking the the study eight pills. That she's so desperate to prove this to, to you know to Arya. She didn't realize that she was building the the bricks of the walls around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I brought them tumbling down. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm not crazy. It's great. I love this scene. Um, so yeah, eventually they find the Ren paths and they're all just like, oh dear, we're so disappointed in you. <laughs> Arya's like, what the fuck? Ren? God damn. Yeah. Have you no shame? Oh, and it's Spencer, it's kind of killer. She's like, this is this is what A does. Like, don't you understand? They're just like, oh, this this sounds like the attic talking. Well, the the Ren pad turns it from pity to disgust mm-hmm. on their faces. And they're so- like, what'd you have to do for that pad, Spencer? So then we get pretty much the same exact scene with uh, Mona and Mike on a date. <laughs> what do you um, mean the same exact I'm scene? Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, Mike, Mike is... Slow down, Magic Mike. Mike is so young. I bet you were a cute baby. And she says, oh, I must really like you. And he's like, really? I was I was fishing for that other word. Rhymes of glove. Bro, this is like your fifth date. Maybe. Settle down. Yeah. Just, just settle the fuck down, Magic Mike. Like, What kind of validation do you need? I guess, I don't know. Given his family, he probably needs tons of validation. He's like, actually, no one's ever told me they love me before. <laughs> Have you met Arya? Have you met Byron? For two and a half years, my family forgot I existed. Mm-hmm. Imagine every single night your parents bring home dinner for everyone but you. <laughs> <laughs> so Mona's a senior. She's dating the sophomore. She's got to feel like a little bit like Robin the Cradle here. And she looks over at Ezra and she's like, oh, I was just talking about for me, because I say it so much, the etymology of nice, which I believe goes back in the popular pop culture way to uh, that South Park episode about the sexy teachers dating the young boys. I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you ever see the South Park episode where it's like the Mary Kay Letourneau ones where it's like like male teachers dating like female students. That's disgusting. But then you find out like the sexy female teachers dating the younger like boy, and everyone's like, "Oh, nice." Mm, okay. And so I was just thinking about that, um, somewhat on topic. But uh, yeah, Ezra shows up. Mona's whole demeanor changes. Whole demeanor changes. She gets up to confront Ezra with, oh, "I need to talk to Mister Fitz about a reading assignment." And I think to myself, like, this has got to be all the red flags for Mike. He's just oh, he watched. His, he has no idea. He's yeah. just watched his sister do this bullshit for like two mm-hmm. years. What do you think Ezra's end game is here? Is it that he manages to out a and and bring Allie back alive, and everyone's so happy that they're just cool with him being like, "By the way, I'm writing a book about this, and actually, I wrote it already. Here's the manuscript." Like that's his that's his best possible outcome, right? That's what he's thinking of in his mind. Well, what's so disgusting about it is that all of this work is seemingly to to build the happy ending that he's already written for himself, mm-hmm. you know, where he's where he's redeemed. But all the shitty things he does to well, get it's because he can't. It, it's almost like he can't put this book out unless he solves the mystery and brings Allie back. Otherwise, you know, if you were to publish it with an ambiguous ending, first of all, I don't know if they'd want that book, and also. Arya would then find out he's been using her this whole time to mm-hmm. gain information. It's like the only way 
he is able to pull this off is if he engineers his own happy ending to things. But also, he's blackmailing Mona. Like he's essentially forcing yeah. her mm-hmm. into some kind of servitude here. Um, Which, man, blackmailing, blackmailing Mona, that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah, you should, he should lose an eye for that. <laughs> Dean Harding for an eye patch would be great. Xander season seven. Yeah. But he should have died in, in 501. I don't know. We'll get to that when we do A for answers. Um, so, you know, she tries something she can't help anymore. And he's like, well, it's a little late for that. She's now. like, I'm in too deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back at Hannah's place, her and Emily are enjoying a pizza, which looks good. Um, and Hannah's so wise. She's like, Spencer may have an addiction, but so does Aria. Love can be a drug too. Emily's about to post like 25 Snapchat stories about that pizza. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe 30. But 12 uh, times this box of pizza was goals. And then Spencer shows up. She's a little more cleaned up and she drops, she gives them the rest of her pills, uh, seemingly all of them. I can't hear you, Spencer, because this pizza is everything. Mm-hmm. She gives the pills to the girls and it's just like, I'm sorry I screwed up, but you know, there's still this Ambrose Pavilion thing I want to check out. And there's mm-hmm. a, you know, kind of a new plan is hatched. That's what Spencer always needs is a good new plan, you know. She, she, you know, Wayne Fields should have talked to, or Peter Hastings should have talked to Ezra about giving her an after school goal. But I no, love the- Peter Hastings doesn't go talk to Ezra. Fuck no. Oh, I feel like Peter Hastings heard through the grapevine the kind of scotch that he brought Byron mm-hmm. at the dinner party. And it's like, he just like calls his assistant and is like, remove that man's name from the guest list for all future parties. You're telling me you brought Crown to a Peter Hastings party? Fuck no. Um, no, I think an interaction between Ezra and, and uh, Peter would be like, Ezra walks up and he's like, oh, Mr. Hastings. And Peter tosses him the keys and says, keep the car close. Yeah, keep it close. <laughs> So they do this. And Ezra's just like, uh, uh. <laughs> I guess I'll keep it close. Yeah, Spencer, guess... your dad's really mean. <laughs> there needs to be a scene where, where Peter Hastings tells Ezra he'll never work in this town again. Mm-hmm. Um, they do this weird zoom in on the on the diary and then pull back pull back in the reverse. So yeah, Ambrose Pavilion. Um, they're gonna use the <laughs> The uh, envelope full of money meant for Allison as a lure. Um, Spencer blows Why do they have to use the actual money? <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Real Nobody needs to have a talk with these girls about decoys. It's your dirty undies. You yeah, know, come exactly, on, exactly. The whites. Uh, I'm not uh, operating the car and holding the money at the same time, man. Yeah, she... A just text no funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Kisses. A. <laughs> Uh, so Spencer's going to blow off Toby and Veronica for this plan and use each other as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it, when it works, that's masterful. When it doesn't work Ooh. because you, uh, you're you going through withdrawals. I like it's it's a little subtle, but she's like struggling with the aspirin here. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, she calls her, a doctor to try to get a prescription pretending to be Veronica because obviously she can't take it. You know, she's she's trying to go to cold turkey. It's not working. Mm-hmm. And. She eventually calls Andrew, I believe, at the end of the scene. Well, the the irritated eye makeup that they're using for for Troy, it, it's kind of funny that like Veronica's not like, "Are you okay?" I mean, I guess she just played off as being sick, but yeah, yeah. Are you are you pregnant? We need to take care of this. Um, so Ezra and, Ezra and Aria are doing dishes, and it's kind of funny, like seeing them do like a. a uh, a Marin family kind of scene considering how tiny his little kitchenette is. Also, Arya's wearing a sleeveless Grateful Dead t-shirt. As, I, don't know, I don't know why. As but, you do. Ezra yeah. has a giant 
framed portrait of a door. That's a stupid fucking portrait. That might or, I don't actually call it a portrait, but a photo. Yeah, that might actually be his own door to his building too. Could be knowing Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ezra needs to get some more peanut butter. He's running out there. Well, he probably needs to go buy a new skillet. Yeah, he's gonna need a new saucepan. What was it that West stole? Was some kind of? It was just, just like Lucky Charms or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, I was I was positive I had Lucky Charms. What am I gonna do with all this milk? <laughs> um. So. Ezra's really pushing Ari to, 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 to tell Spencer's parents about the pills just to fuck her up more. He's playing every single card. He's the, like, Spencer was sleepwalking. She drove somewhere. What if she had hit someone? Mm-hmm. You know, like, every possible. And it's like, this would all be admirable if it weren't for the fact that you have entire ulterior motives here and you don't actually care about any of that. It's all because you're trying to discredit her. Yeah, and, and some part of Arya can tell. Um so he he slips up and he mentions the helmet and the tattoo on Toby that sent Spencer into rally, and she calls him on. He's like, I I, I must have heard about it from you, and she just knows this is fishy. Even before that, though, she's about to say that you know, like how Spencer flipped out when they intervene, and and mm-hmm. she even accused, and he's just like, what? And Arya very smartly decides not to go there. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm trying to remember at this point, do any of their essos. Okay, Caleb knows about A. Yeah, Paige do. knows about A. Mm-hmm. Does Toby know about A? Like the new A at this point? He must. Well, yeah, because yeah, he's, yeah, he's Toby's mom. Yeah. I'm not sure if Ezra does at this point or not. Of all the surveillance, how the fuck could you not? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know if I don't know if Arya has actually told him. Oh, like it's yeah, like he, conversational? He, obviously he knows about A, but like he's not so I'm not sure if he's supposed to know about A yet. He'd be the only one, I think, who wouldn't. So obviously, all the other SOs do. I feel like Ezra fan fiction writers just need to go. They probably do, whatever. But like, write your write your Ezra fan fiction where these this couple has no foundation of secrets that it's built upon, and just watch it tumble. <laughs> like actually being honest and direct with each other. These two villains, they couldn't do it. Uh, but yeah, I think Arya's smart though. Like, don't she senses something? Don't mm-hmm. don't bring up that. That doesn't make doesn't check doesn't track Ezra. Because he'll just talk his way out of it or try to poorly, as Ezra always does. Like, rather, just go hunt it down yourself. Yeah. So, meanwhile, the rest of the liars are, like, playing a little sting on Ezra here where Emily pretends, or she does drop some plates, you know, on purpose. Mm -hmm. And then is cleaning them up while she takes a phone call and loudly has a conversation about uh, Allison and, like, needing to bring Allison money and how they need to go to Amber's Pavilion. It's great because... uh, you know, across the street, Spencer and Hannah are in the car feeding her lines the whole time. True Detective season three. Yeah, it's lots of fun with them holding the phone, holding the phone, and Hannah well, telling her to get closer to the smushy it's, fries. It's fantastic setup for this scene because you don't realize they don't reveal that they're watching and directing this at first. It's just Emily takes a call and she's like, "This is really not a good time." And she kind of glances back mm-hmm. at Ezra. And then you find out that it's all part of the act. It reminds me a little bit of the the misdirect from many dangerous toils and snares and we talked about in the, the round table. But uh, I'm sure also, not only is Ezra writing down notes about Ali, Ambrose Pavilion, he's also writing down like, if I ever actually buy a coffee shop, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm A, I'm not going to hire a waitress who's like constantly breaking plates, but then like taking calls taking on her call. shift. Yeah. While she's breaking plates, yeah. That's just really unprofessional. Somewhere in here, Hannah has a great line where she says, Spencer may have an addiction, but so does Arya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mentioned that a minute yeah. ago. Um, 
She also has a great line about, tell her to get closer to the smushed fries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we see Spencer calling Andrew because uh, she, she needs her fix. Mm. She tries to call the doctor, pretend to be Veronica, yeah, which is which is a great that, scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that all? Is that all? Mm-hmm. But then later on, we find out from Veronica that Spencer's actually tried to call several times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Call and pretend to be Veronica. Be cool about it. But no one will check up on it. But it's like when you find out that you've actually called quite a few times. Yeah, it's a bit sloppy. Mm-hmm. So then Arya is going to this cabin and she tries a bunch of uh, pa- for the new security passwords system. on the new security the system. Passwords are Ezra was the first one. She thinks Ezra's password is Ezra. Then Shakespeare, Sonnet, Faulkner, Wordsworth, Dickinson, and as, finally, as if you would be Dickinson. Yeah, like, come on. Finally, B twenty six. Well, it's not like it's you know uh, um, Weinsberg, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or any of the things that we've heard him talk about on the show. Yeah, later on. We see Veronica getting a call from the doctor's office that Veronica, you called several times about this prescription. We really want you to talk to the doctor about that. And Veronica is just like, I see, you know, like she doesn't even like ask more questions than like the first one. And it's like, oh shit, my daughter trying to get some drugs again. The Norristown Zoo looks like fun. I guess. I don't know. This whole Ambrose Pavilion thing feels like a big old rabbit trail to me. Mm. Like it's so, it's, it, like this is Mona who shows up, I guess, right? Presumably, yeah. It's like none of this has to do with anything. The whole like pages in the book that all kind of felt like it went nowhere. I just like that there's countless like we have this old artifact of Ali's that mm-hmm. we have to comb over and like learn about her and all these flashbacks and what it really reveals about us just constantly. Um, poor Mona though, like like being interviewed for your book is one thing like Ezra dispatching you to snatch up a bag of money is fucking creepy. Everything of Ezra fucking well, creepy. What, what does he think is like, is what was Mona? I mean, we assume it's Mona, but like why, what was the goal there just to take the money back so that Allie doesn't have it? Yeah, I guess. So that she'll have to come back. Yeah. So, so he wants to remove all other options for Allison. So she has to return. Which is like My book is back on. Dick move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, Emily and Hannah go inside. Hannah's, of course, scared of reptiles. Arya goes inside the cabin, mistakenly leaves her keys on the little shelf mm-hmm. right inside. She looks around, eventually notices the little uh, floor door to the basement. Of course, when she goes down there, there's nothing there. There's just some old junk. Mm-hmm. So he cleaned the place out. He felt the heat coming. <laughs> uh, and there's I, Marlene King kids checking out the reptiles when Hannah and Emily are behind them. Um, Hannah, God, only Allie would think it's sexy to make out in front of a bunch of reptiles. Is Allie a Slytherin? I think she might be. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Sir, Mrs. De Laurentiis, I will not be blackmailed. Yeah. Hannah is joking about how one of these uh, displays is like a ripoff. There's just some like old log in there and then like a bunch of leaves fly up in her face and she freaks the fuck out. I love that. You don't. You don't show the lizard whatever. No, you just see some leaves fly up. Yeah. Uh, back to Arya. She's coming out of the basement. It seems like a bust, mm-hmm. and she's just looking around. And she's like, "Wait a minute, carnivores, carnivores delight? delight? What the fuck? What is, is this, this doing here?" Yeah. And Ezra's just like, "She'll never think to look here. She hates meat." 
Uh, but no, she does open it up and it's all cut out. Well, this is a fucking weird thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, don't you just have like a computer file for this? This is the fallacy of a lot of people who think that they're writers, though. Like what I need to be a writer is the perfect light, the perfect time of day, a rustic fucking murder cabin in the middle of the woods and a and a hollowed out book safe to hide my manuscript. If I have all those things, I can truly be a writer. <laughs> Also, I'm going to need an apartment full of evidence, like a museum in a uh, creepy haunted town next door. Mm-hmm. It's not even the right recipe. You need the clicky keyboard, mm-hmm. fussy way to make coffee, and mm-hmm. fizzy water. Those are your writer ingredients right there. Stolen from John Greenwood. Anyway, mm-hmm. she finds this manuscript, and we hear kind of the Ezra voice over reading it. The first thing Allison ever told me about herself was a lie. A lion was her oxygen. She could do it while she was laughing. She could even do it while she was kissing you with a semicolon in. Ugh. Lies beget lies. Surprising, even its architect with the places it's all climb. it's all like marked up uh, with uh, some editor's notes. I feel like it's just like big X. Like yeah. <laughs> this is bad. Deep into our hearts, twisting into our souls. Ezra's definitely that uh, that Twitter account uh, guy from your MFA. That's totally Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's I like found the, uh, the evidence. Also, the uh, the things Ezra Googles. <laughs> what is a semicolon? Meanwhile, at the Ember's Pavilion, they see a uh, kind of silhouette of a blonde coming in the other side. They think it's Spencer in disguise because mm-hmm. they all plan this all out. So she puts like the, the coffee beans bag uh, somewhere and then they're just, I don't know, all going to watch and like, I guess, pounce on Allie when Allie shows up or something. Yeah. Or, or A when A shows up. Uh, Either. Arya doesn't get a chance to finish reading Ezra's awful prose because uh, she hears the car come. He's outside. He got an alert on his text, uh, security alert, that the access was granted. Oops, Arya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she grabs the manuscripts, but not the tucks keys. it in her purse, forgets the keys. So mm-hmm. when Ezra comes in, he looks around, then he sees her keys, looks super evil, notices the Carnivore's Delight book, the open window. Oh, shit. You're busted. The chase is on. So after commercial break, it's dark. <laughs> it's completely dark now. <laughs> and it's presumably she's just <laughs> Two circled minutes around. later, it's yeah. completely dark. Just circled. Oh, I mean, it is in her world. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't drive because she doesn't have a key. So there's a chase to the woods. I mean, this is basically like the Emily <laughs> storyline here. But it's like chasing. full horror movie where like he he's yelling for her she's hiding freaking he calls out, covering her mouth like hyperventilating he calls to keep her quiet. her phone her phone goes off so she he knows that she's close which by the way like when she first pulled up in her car there was like a new sign next to where she parked it's like ski lift that way yeah <laughs> that will be important now because she sees that she's near a ski lift and it closes in five minutes and so she runs over there yeah yeah check off ski lift um eventually is this the the cabin where uh Ezra and Mike go with Caleb in season five. I think so. I think that was supposed to be Ezra's cabin, wasn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. So there, there's like an archery range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a fake Boy Scouts archery range not far away. Um, but yeah, so Ezra's basically just going like handsome Michael Myers on her. Um back at the Ambrose Pavilion. Spencer shows up with put, putting on this blonde wig. Like, sorry, I'm late, guys. Had to get my fix. Shouldn't say that, but that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, "Oh shit! If you're here, then who's there?" You know, and they run after Zoinks, whoever um, the uh, the other blonde is. She even looks good and hilarious in a uh, blonde wig that's like three sizes <laughs> too big for her head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so cut back to Arya. She finds a ski lift. She runs and gets on it and pulls the the bar down. And of somehow- course. Ezra has like teleported himself right next to her just before she pulls it down. And it's just like this, Arya. 
I can explain everything. And then, uh uh-oh, they're going up on the ski lift together. She's trapped with them there. All right, so then there's there's chaos back in Ambrose Pavilion. The snake room has been hacked. I think they do get the bag back, but there's no money in it, maybe. Um, Uh, They find the empty bag on the ground. Yeah, they find the bag on the ground. He said, watching it on the screen in front of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, And then, like, uh, they find a blonde wig. Yeah. Like, which, I I mean, I presume this is Mona, because later on, she's, like, it's like she's talking to Mike and it's like, oh, sorry, I missed part of that. Whatever. Is this like rear projection ski lift stuff with them? Oh, yeah, this is all green screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're really up there in the mountains. Uh, yeah. This is the classic. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. She's yelling for help. He did know Allison. He was afraid Ari would never forgive him. He met Allison and called. I love this, the way he, 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 couples us together i met her in college she lied about her age and i believed her mm-hmm. like i am completely blameless the wiles of this teenage girl obviously i'm the victim here yeah he does he doesn't deny that he slept with allison when Arya brings it up i want to point out that's key it's never denied there's a there is a whole lot of uh that's right you're breaking my heart yeah yeah <laughs> obi-wan said terrible things about you <laughs> that you killed the younglings yeah um aria uh things will be great in my new empire mm-hmm. um he didn't hurt her he's writing that stupid crime book um he he tells her that he knew who she was when they met he knew who they all were that is why he took the job at rosewood but but the feelings were real i promise you that i didn't know i was going to fall in love with you and she's like fuck you buddy yeah eventually she she pulls out his manuscript she's like i'm gonna read every fucking page of this you son of a bitch and he's just like, Arya, don't do it. And then he like lunges for it and knocks it. It's the first draft. <laughs> I've been typing that on my <laughs> vintage old timey typewriter. I don't have a backup anywhere. Listen, Arya, there's some books you write and some books you write with one hand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I love it, Lucy, how she goes for the full on, like the ugly cry, the mm-hmm. scream. It's not the most attractive, but it's real. Ooh, what is that movie? It's raw. Um, I don't know. Oh, shit. Ooh, it looks hardcore. Yeah, there's like some. This somebody's on fire. This is like whatever Mona and Mike walk into. Well, this is the movie that they were gonna watch. That when she didn't show up, Mike just uh, watched it without her. I I wanted. Is this on her list? Oh yeah. She's just like, you know, I'm gonna have you watch like a giant like spider movie from the 50s. I'm gonna have you watch like Ken Russell's The Devils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a very strange list for you, Mike. Yeah, and then Arya comes home and sees Mona there, and it's just like fucking great, and just walks right past her. Mona's like, Arya, what's wrong? Uh, oh, oh, we also skipped over. Uh, Arya said he started the research when they broke up. So really, this is Arya's fault. Yeah. <laughs> burn it? Burn it? And then, yeah, because he wanted to burn it, and she's like, fuck you. Spencer comes home to find Toby there. Toby being very, like, I wish you would have told me what you were going through. Like somehow he manages to make this kind of about him. He's like, it would have been a nice dinner tonight. Oh, Whatever. He's got a present for mm-hmm. there was a whole dinner that goes with it, but it doesn't matter. Just like my heart, which I, you trampled. Maybe hang on to that till your girl goes through reha- rehab. I don't know. Like he's really sticking it to her. Like the, the Hastings family and Toby are not into the whole addiction is a disease thing at all. No, they're no, no. like, this is your personal moral failing. To some extent, yes. I mean, I know we had a disagreement about 
Veronica's personal take on helping Spencer get over like the the abuse from post dollhouse and stuff like that. I at least appreciate the empathy of Veronica like you're going to get through this and I'm going to I'm going to be right here with you. I um, guess. But, Toby, but she's just like Spencer, you promised this wouldn't happen again because the addicts can just promise that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh it's easy to it's very easy. It's effortless to armchair quarterback Toby, but uh this is not the most stand-up guy move to like just be like well, your mom's about to yell at you, and you're obviously going through something. But uh, I also did this gesture for you, which I'm going to throw in your fucking face. <laughs> Deuces. Yeah. And he's gone. Yeah. Veronica's Deuces. very upset. And uh, Spencer sees that it, she, Toby's going to give her this little S uh, Scrabble, Scrabble S. necklace. Yeah. yeah. And she starts crying because her oh, life is shit. Then I love this ending here. I fucking love it. Oh, the fury of little Aria, but like a little supernova and like a four foot package. She gets up, she's laying on her bed. She's just like, like pulsating with rage. She looks at her little stack of books, including a tape recorders and an alarm clock. Um, but there, of course, the Sherwood Anderson, Winesburg, Ohio. Neither of those were Ezra's attempted passwords. And she sees them and she opens it up and sees the inscription from Aria or from Ezra when you need to leave Rosa for a while. And she just fucking loses it and, and throws, throws it. the book <laughs> at the camera. Yeah. Because she sees how, how fake it all is. Yeah. yeah how yeah. constructed. And then A tag is A picking up the manuscript pages down below the ski lift. Free fall. Fun episode. And then we're going to jump ahead a few episodes all the way to A's for answers. I love this episode. Uh, this episode is written by Marlene King. Is it directed as well? I believe it is. But uh, the wiki will cooperate here. Yeah. Directed as well by Marlene King. I think this, the, the way she uses the framing device, it's almost. It's almost like Sorkin-esque, like out of a social network. I, I really, I really enjoy it. And I like, I, I, I think it says when we were doing like the Cabernet A rewatch of this, I love that this is like old school TV where like there's stakes. Like this episode alone has a countdown. Um, I think it, this is what they were going for with 610, but yeah. it just didn't land. Yeah. Yeah. It, did, it didn't land. It was probably because it was, it was too much too quickly. Um, I'm on the thing. She's very good about, I like the way she starts all of her big event episodes we always talk about how she, it, they always end in like a flurry of action you know a lot of people yelling and running but mm-hmm. like this opening is great yeah they're in this weird apartment the poor liars they've been taken here by some mysterious person it's lots of uh just interesting shots of like this big clock on the wall with like the oversized letters and there's a painting that's signed by a mm-hmm. um Spencer's watching these like metal balls go back and forth till Hannah tells her to stop, or Arya does. Um, and then who should who brought them there? It's Noel fucking Khan. Fuck yeah, it is. Noel Khan is just like Ali's, I don't know, conciliar or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her major domo. Mm-hmm. Even though these girls never understood him, he um, leaves and it's like Ali will be here soon. And they're just like, this is probably a trap. How can we trust Noel? Why would Ali trust Noel Khan? And then off screen, oh, also. We get the difference between deeks and, or ducks and geese. Ducks and geese, yeah. Why would Ali trust no con? Because he's got secrets too. Mm-hmm. That's all he needs to say. Yeah, he's got secrets. Too. Well, it's just a, like Allison's just been out in the like hallway waiting for a good line <laughs> to walk in on. Yeah. Did somebody say wonder? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get uh, Cece's in custody. Um, I love how she's like, "Did someone turn me in, or did you just get lucky to the cops?" She's so tough. Yeah. It's like she's already a on the show. 
Oh, I know. It's, it's <laughs> we just don't realize it's so that. obvious in retrospect. Yeah, uh, Allie has a great line where it feels like very meta, uh, where she says, "I've never figured out the right way to tell you what you need to know," mm-hmm. which uh, that could be Marlene saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Cece says she knows who killed Bethany Young. She's telling this to Holbrook back when Holbrook was still a real cop. Uh, it's the same person who's trying to hurt Allie. So, hmm, would that be Mona then? Because Mona, Mona and Melissa killed Bethany Young together, as far as we know. Could point to Melissa. Yeah, I think I think the stronger indication is probably Mona. Because mm-hmm. um, Mona would be obvious. Like, yes, Mona wanted to hurt Allie, and yes, she killed Bethany Young. Yeah. I wonder at this point. They, I mean, they obviously they knew that CC was A at this point. Were they setting up the last? you know, flash forward thread at this point or not, I wonder. Yeah, that's a good question. This this episode, there's all sorts of theories you could spin off. Like yesterday uh, uh, when we did the interview with all things PLL, I, I floated my Sabrina's A theory. I feel like I can, after watching this episode, float a completely different one today mm-hmm. uh, with, I think, uh, Mary Drake and like Spencer's twin as like an A team. I'll get to that as we move through there. Hmm. I guess I had brought up uh, the idea that Jessica had a twin when we first did this. Well, it seemed kind of obvious, I guess. It like, seemed perfect. Yeah. It, we knew Jessica was acting weird. Yeah. yeah. You know, from the episode She was afraid four. that something was coming to town from, from Radley. Yeah. And we knew that she would only be protecting like a family member, seemingly. Like, why else would she have buried Allie and not told the cops? It ha- she had to have been protecting like a family member. Who else mm. would it possibly be? And it was like Jason, other sibling we haven't heard about, or like her twin. Yeah. I love that the events of that night were potentially put into motion by three different girls who have escaped from Radley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, we would also have later on, we'd find out Mona, Spencer, and Leslie Stone. <laughs> We've all done some time in Radley. Yeah, and so Allie's going to, you know, her like ultimatum is that she's going to tell her them everything she knows, and if they can't figure out who A is tonight, she's leaving for good. Bum, mm-hmm. bum, bum. And then after the credits, more of uh, CC talking to Holbrook, she's being recorded. I like the, it's minor, but like we get the, the shot that CC's being recorded, which kind of, to me, is an interesting juxtaposition when we go to the flashback of Allison and Ian, mm-hmm. um, that great shot of her climbing across the bed towards the camera. Yeah, yeah, I have some thoughts about that. Scene. I when we when I first watched the episode because her makeup's different, I didn't recognize Vanessa Ray right off the mm-hmm. the get go. Yeah. I was like, oh, who's this blonde? Just another blonde. Yeah, I was just happy. Um, they kind of find out from Allie back in the the liars hang out in this apartment here that uh, Allie, they're like basically what why have you been doing this alley you know like why didn't you trust us and she's just like i wasn't always the best friend to you guys <laughs> i was kind of horrible mia culpa mm-hmm. uh yeah we get our first flashback which is alley chilling in like inside the bedroom part of a suite at hilton head yeah with ian talking to melissa outside so so she's been stressed out about all this a shit so she needed a weekend away of ian as a refresher <laughs> Okay, so Ian is later going to say we didn't have sex, Allie. Like, there is a bed here with, like, it's been slept in. The There's, sheets are all must. There's a fucking camera pointed at the bed. What were they doing? Well, I, I wonder. 
was it they were about to have sex and they just didn't get to it did she somehow like show up at the room that he already has for one of his golf trips golf maybe trips. yeah um yeah so this is skeezy enough as it is and then melissa shows up furious because she knows that he's got this teenage girl who's friends of her sister in the bed in the rooms mm-hmm. with her and so the fact that ian can somehow what passes for smooth turn this around with hey you're the one who wanted to break i've just been killing time until you came back just been killing time fucking underage girls and i'm like holy shit i can't believe that worked and then i'm like well holy shit somehow melissa gets like back with ren at some point <laughs> well it really seems like if melissa had not shown up Allie and ian are about to make a sex date yeah. that's the, like the impression i'm getting here yeah but she sees that ian is essentially like selling her out and just calling her like you know killing time yeah the neighborhood's gank so she the village goes pump she goes and deletes the uh, the camera that was recording, and she finds uh, a bunch of videos on his computer. One of them is the Jenna Toby video, and she smiles at all this and copies them all. Melissa is so dramatic about this confrontation that Allison has time to watch these videos. Oh, I know. It's just going on and, <laughs> and on, copy yeah. them. Also, oh, he's got something. He's got a file called Trims on there, and well, he's got NAT final, NAT ten comp final. Also resume yeah raw tc yeah these videos i i still wonder if these are coming back eventually uh one of them is just called blow up yeah <laughs> so he comes back in and is oh is ali still here nope camera's still set up though i love that melissa never she never actually peeks into the room i feel like if melissa saw the camera that might have been a bridge too far okay so they dated I don't think he was just like after the breakup, he was like, I got a real camera fetish. I think like Melissa's probably on some of these tapes. Mm. I don't know. I feel like Melissa is the kind of girl who like, you know, wants to be a senator someday. Maybe wouldn't allow that. But they were in love. Mm. She's a smart girl, though. Yeah, very smart. Uh, So anyway, he, he kind of intuits, I think, that Allie has like stolen the the videos from his computer. I love that Ryan Merriman's back in this episode. I know. I haven't seen him in like it's two just, seasons. It's weird that the the storytelling weight that he brings with him that to me wasn't the same with like Wilden at the end of season six. Because it wasn't really Wilden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also like it's not the same connection between like Wilden and Allison. Like they should just brought Ryan Merriman back as like the fake. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. Have we? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, next step in Allie's story is to talk about how she went, immediately took these videos, you know, she flew back with Duncan to Rosewood, took these videos to Jenna, and a nice, uh, like, green screenshot there, mm-hmm. and it's basically like, I own your ass now, like, if you send me another, like, A text, like, you know, I'll leak this. Basically, she's going around, like, threatening everyone to find out if they're A, mm-hmm. and right after this, as she's walking away from the uh, silhouetted person who's probably not Tam and Sursak, uh, she gets an A text immediately that says, uh, "Bitch can't see you, but I do. Tonight's the night I kill you." A. Yeah, it's it's obviously the actress who played Sydney. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I presume this is Mona yeah. playing to kill Allie tonight. So she figures, well, it couldn't have been Jenna because like I really riled her up and like I was right there. So must have been someone else. Meanwhile, back at the Hastings house, the cops are there. They've got a search warrant. Holbrook brings something down the stairs and says this is evidence and hands it off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Veronica 
wants to know what's up. Holbrook is just kind of vague. Shows Veronica a photo from Brave New World of Allie talking to the four liars being alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he they're they're not suspects, but they they're wanted for questioning about this miss you know missing persons thing. This is so this is so enjoyable because <laughs> season three's Halloween episode was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Grave New World was the Halloween episode the following season. It's still like yeah, I somehow know. November. It's still not Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> uh, Ari in that corset though from behind. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. So then back to because yeah, Melissa didn't show up, did she? No. Yeah. Right at the end mm-hmm. of the episode, Melissa shows up and she's like, "Surprise! I'm back from being an army wife." Mm-hmm. Wasn't she also in the Vampire Diaries? Briefly, yeah. Isn't she married to the guy? Briefly, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, back at uh, Allie's place, uh, another flashback. Talking Yellow about top. A could get to her anywhere. She's gotten a bag from Neelan's. Uh, great color for you, Mom. I mean, you think we can assume that this was A, maybe, or, or Bethany, or Cece? I don't even know. Like, there could be a whole episode just on, like, the yellow top business and, like, why everybody's wearing this yellow top. I still, like, the framing is amazing to me that she can turn and then, for the first time, see the jungle red lipstick morning on yeah, the air. Yeah, Mona fucking ninja that shit. It's like, waited for Allie to have her back turn, ran in there, wrote this long-ass message on the mirror. Or she's just like, I just know exactly how she's going to turn and move that she won't see this until it's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the message says, I'm everywhere, and soon you'll be nowhere, A. Eh? But yeah, this episode, on like a 0 to 4 Hastings ratio, this is a crazy episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then we're seeing, later that night, Allie's, Allie's plan was to like go around and like try to like smoke out who A was, but then... Jessica's on the phone. She's very concerned with whoever she's on the phone about. Presumably, this is because she's found out that Cece or maybe Mary Drake is on the loose. Or Bethany Adley. Young. Or Bethany Young. Wasn't yeah. that what we got from 610? Was that it was Bethany Young was the concern? I can't remember, to be honest. Because by that point, she's also she's already drawn the monster mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> attacking Mrs. D. Um, but yeah, so... She, uh, Mrs. D doesn't want Allie going anywhere. Doesn't want you know, no, no going to the barn with your friends tonight. And Allie's just like, fuck this. Well, yeah, because so Allison, she's not yet the girl who will fly around if a mask her own face on, but she will absolutely like drug her sleeping friends to test their loyalty. Mm-hmm. Be set again. Steal yeah. some sleep aid from Jessica when Jessica's back is turned on the phone and seemingly just like completely ignores her mom's uh, demands there. As you do. Yeah. So we get the old. Uh, you know, her scaring her friends in the barn from the pilot. Mm-hmm. We see like these little cut in shots of her, like getting a call from Toby, her spiking the drink with the sleep aid and making them all drink up. Maybe a little too much. Him. Mm-hmm. Careful, Ari. If you drink too much, tell us all your secrets. And then cut to them all being passed out uh, in the barn. Allie is sitting in a chair with Pigtunia in her hand. I feel like that means something. Mm hmm. It's the only time we've ever seen anyone hold Pictunia, I think, except for uh, you think Arya. this is over, Allison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just contemplating. Pictunia. I have many forms. And then she puts Pictunia down and, goes and opens the door, and she's like, What do you want, Toby? What do you want, Toby? Yeah, there's Toby. Maybe she's doing a Toby impression there. What do you want, Toby? Oh, um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, but Spencer, who always has 
this brilliant dynamic of all of our antagonists. Allie's no different, uh, especially as Allie will like Toby's plane mm-hmm. to Spencer. <laughs> it's the most honorable person we know. Yeah. Uh, back in present day, she leads them all downstairs. It's like this diner that like I don't know, she, she house sits this place or something. It's like a jazz bar. There's a piano. Oh, I love this shot. It's about to come up with uh, uh, when she's talking to Spencer at the piano and Spencer turns back facing her antagonist like her hair is like just like glowing from the light. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's that's just the epic detective shot for Spencer to me. Um, but this is like the uh, something like when Toby speaks, you believe it. So, yeah, sure. Whatever. When he, when he puts you in a mental hospital, you believe it. Um, so in the flashback, she's dispatched of uh, Toby. She's texting Ian to meet her at the Kissing Rock. And then she's going to meet if a mystery person in a car. Like, oh, did we have a date that I forgot? It's Ezra. Ezra is very, very upset that she never, she lied about her age. She's not 21. And he has developed these feelings for an underage girl now. And he can't help himself. It's not his fault because she lied to him. My God, Allison, I actually liked you. And from now on, it's okay if he develops feelings about any underage girl because it's it's all Allie's doing. I think is that's how he. Is this who I am now? He explains it to himself. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because we'll go back to the present day, and then we'll go to like another flashback with Ezra that leads up to that part of the flashback. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, Holbrook's got this whole game here. He's like he's sweating out Veronica in one of the interrogation rooms. And she's just like lawyer, basically. He's like, oh, you can go outside if you want. You don't have to stay here, but there's a lot of press out there. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe you want to stay here. So he leaves her and then he walks, you know, around. There's like a mention of like getting a warrant to track the girls. Like, Officer Barry. Out. Officer Barry, yeah. Goes into another interview room. Officer Barry's like, if you need me to escort that smoking hot blonde to custody, you got it. Mm-hmm. I still don't consider that canon. Yeah. Oh, him. Uh, him breaking her out. Yeah. He did it for love. So Melissa's in interview room two, getting sweated out by someone else. And then Holbrook walks over to interview room four. And there's Peter Hastings. And they have this uh, tense, terse conversation about uh, answering questions a- of questions. Yeah. You don't have a daughter, do you? The That's the only I'm reason talking I'm talking to you. To you. It's because my daughter's missing. Holbrook, um, is, he's got a little game that he's playing here. He, he knows there's something up with the Hastings. He's going to keep them separated and see which one cracks. The thing about this, though, it's not that I don't think Holbrook's capable of it. It's like there's a whole other like storyline that I want where it's like for some reason Tanner's out of town on some some case or something like Holbrook's trying to make a mark, you know, because otherwise to me, this is like a total Tanner move. And maybe he's just sure. learned from her. Um, but we also need to learn about Noel Khan and his secret passport business. I Just how? Yeah. <laughs> Noel Khan's just like, here's an envelope with like new identities, new passports, some cash, some moving around money, plane ticket. I called plane a couple, in an hour or something like that. Yeah. Call on a couple of contacts with my old friends in the Mossad. <laughs> yeah. And so Ari is just like, okay, look, I know we're trying to figure out who A is and everything, but can I please derail our uh, investigation? And can you just tell me more about you and Ezra? Because I really need to know about that. It's important. Well, it's just like, fine. So she she would pretend to be Cece's roommate and go to these like lame college bars. This is a sad little pub. It's not even a pub. It's like a deli pub. Like a, it's like a. It looks like a student union or something. I don't know. It looks like a like a. It looks like the diner set that they use. Yeah, yeah. 
the like old tiny diner. Yeah. Everyone here is socializing except for the the sad little son of a bitch who's like reading tender as the night as if this is a quiet spot. That's why this, to me this looks like it's like a student union or something. Hmm. I like how we did get the brief shot of uh CC over like like making out with some dude and playing darts. Yeah. She's there. Um Allie does the thing where she Googles what he's reading and like pretends to have read it herself. And she kind of like screws up by talking about reading it on the French Riviera. And he's like, people still do that. Oh, fuck you, Ezra. And she's like, I made it up. He's like, oh, you're a bit of a fabulous then. Yeah. What does that mean? Teller of tales. Teller of tales. Also, she orders a G&T. I like that. Yeah. With her fake ID. Do you like that in the teenage girl, huh? Um. So, of course, we'll get the the Holly Golightly. Uh, <laughs> discussion the the character assassination she didn't name of, her cat because she didn't believe she deserved to be loved yeah. character assassination of allison through this fictional character <laughs> i thought she was cool because audrey hepburn played her in a movie yeah i thought it was a compliment <laughs> it turns out she's some loser well i need to return some fake ids then mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch uh but i love that emily she can't my hero because like this whole thing and she's like do we really need to hear the rest of this <laughs> so yeah, eventually back to that night, she has this convo with Ezra where he's just like, peace oh, out. Oh, the way she watches him and like does this little sad, oh, sad puppy smirk. Yeah. It's your fault that I'm into underage chicks now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be seeing you. No, you won't. Yeah. My God, Allison, I have to knock on door to door when I move into a new neighborhood. So she goes to see Ian. This is basically picking up right after the stuff that was on video back in season one. Mm. After their kiss. So they've they've made out in the dirt. And then she's just like, by the way, I got your videos, you fucking pervert. What does NAT stand for? Need a therapist? <laughs> you, oh, no, no. Here's, here's the best line. You and Melissa deserve each other. She's such a bitch. <laughs> it's just like, watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Allie and Melissa mutually fucking hate each other. Yeah. Like yeah. they just, it's just primal. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no bearing the hatchet on that one. No. Uh, Ian has an interesting reaction here when he finds out that she has the videos. He says, there are things in here that could bring everybody down, including your family. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Hmm. It's a lot of Peter Hasten spreading his jam on all the bread. Could there be something about CC in there? I don't know. Maybe. Well, and how does CC? I wonder. That would be a good way to bring the NAT NAT club, club back yeah. into it because, like, I wonder: is she on the video? Is she a client? Is she the client? Mm-hmm. Um, is Pastor Ted the client? Probably. Yeah. Um, I really want the NAT club to come back. Yeah. Well, because that was my thing. I think throughout the podcast is what grudge would be so strong that you would commit all these resources, this time, this to this revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the present day, Hannah makes a noise, getting some cookies. They come and talk some more. Arya is real sad about the Ezra business, but I think maybe cracking a little now. Hmm. Uh, next flashback is her. She's come back to the barn. Basically, everything was like a dud. All her threatening because she like she she told Ian like tell your girlfriend like stop you know messaging me or I leaked the videos. You hmm. know, it's like another move of hers. Uh, but then Spencer was awake back at the barn. Spencer ignites her red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, just Peter Hastings in an interview room with Holbrook. He's so, God, he's so good. Well, can't Nolan North do everything? <laughs> um, so the greatness of Allison, uh, after Spencer threatens her with a shovel and like drops her pills, like, like 
Allison sees how embarrassing it is for Spencer. Spencer actually grovels. She's oh, so at the at, at the Allie, breaking point. And Allison shows her kindness in the yeah. moment. Pulls her back up. Just, and is like, don't take these with alcohol. Just like she'll do for uh for Mona later, mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, and then Seth Spencer drags her shovel back home. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about how that matches up with the flashback we saw in five eleven. But so she went to sleep. She woke up. She went well, back to sleep. She woke up. Melissa saw. Spencer dragging a shovel mm-hmm. looked over and saw a body that needed burying. Right. So what? So presumably that's happening just to the side, just like ten feet away, like well, behind so, some bushes or something. Mona's conking Bethany Young on the head. The gazebo's presumably in the Delorean's backyard. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Allison got bonked on the head in the front yard. Yeah, I guess. I just how how is it that they didn't find the other body? Like when Jessica is burying. Allison later they just like buried her right on top of Bethany or something I think the question you want to ask is how can we work in a uh, third girl getting hit over yeah. the head and buried <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the, the we'll detail from <laughs> the detail from Holbrook and uh, Nolan North Peter Hastings here is that Holbrook has got the file that the PI assembled Mark Pope Mark Pope not uh, Miles Corwin yeah he's got the file that the PI made and uh, there's a lot of mentions of Spencer in there. It's not business related like Peter claimed and Peter is very concerned. So Mark Pope was the, 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 before the show started the Allison disappearance, that was that investigation. Presumably he, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Holbrook has the file because Mark Pope just died in a heart car accident. He had a heart attack in a car accident sure. after delivering this report. Mm-hmm. And then like Peter's like committed suicide with two in the back of the head. Yeah. yeah. He fell down an elevator shaft on some bullets. And Peter Hayes like, well, I need a new PI on retainer. <laughs> it's a shame that I go through 12 a year. <laughs> so we get this great shot of Cece being marched out, walking right past Jessica Dillerentis here. And they look. exchange a great look, uh, much like Yvette and like Miss Scarlet, I feel like, in Clue. They like flinch as they walk past they each know other. every inch of my body. Yeah. Could this be Mary Drake? Could Jessica Dillerentis already be dead? That's a good question. I don't think so. I think this is Jessica because this, I think Mary would have been a little more concerned and or happy to see Cece in some regard. I don't think it would be this cold animosity. Let me spin you this whole theory where Mary, Mary's in on this whole game. They, they wanted Jessica Dillerentis dead. And Mary who, as we know, is the mother of Spencer. Spencer was not an only child in that uh, pregnancy. Spencer had a twin, which accounts for the the weird Spencer dream sequence mm-hmm. in 7A. That's 7A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Uber A is basically like, they're, it's Mary Drake and the Spencer twin mad that uh, their sister and daughter is killed by one of the liars, or at least they suspect that. Mm-hmm. You know, twins runs in our family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I would love it if this was Mary the whole time. I I I just don't think this would be Mary yet. Um, Probably not. But yeah, I have questions about when when she gets buried though at the end, because doesn't A text them in season five to, to say something like when they're in the cafeteria at one point, like just like I watched your mother getting buried or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. buried your mom just like I watched her bury you, something like that. Yeah. Um, Peter briefly talks to Jessica before she leaves and it's basically just like, you know, can't cover for you anymore type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Peter is very shook right now. He, Melissa shows up 
and he's like he's he's like he has to sit down he's so shaken because he's like oh i must have missed something like he's he is convinced that spencer killed who we will find out eventually is bethany young it can get worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he in his mind spencer did it which makes me wonder what evidence does he have to point to that yeah is he just going on like she was like high on meth at the time or something? Or? So are you are you suggesting that he might have also witnessed something that night that would be the Spencer twin? Or has some evidence to suggest that from the PI? Yeah. What I love Which about... Because remember, like there was like the whole police report that Jessica retracted mm-hmm. about Spencer being the one who did it. Yeah, yeah. What I love about the idea of like, okay, the, our whole mystery thing, like the reveal, it's a bit of a mess. So how can we untangle this? Let's add in a couple more let's characters. Add, let's add in some more twins. Yeah, <laughs> two more twins. That'll make it all make sense. I promise you, it'll all work out then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but such beautiful acting. As Spencer realizes that she didn't actually kill anyone. Um, and then she's Allison, like really to find out she didn't murder anyone because when you're Spencer Hastings, you just never know. And she's like reluctant to believe it at first too. Mm-hmm. So Arya's just like Spencer, are you fucking listening to the story? <laughs> Were you listening to the dude's story, Spencer? <laughs> Phone's ringing, Allison. Yeah. Um, so at that point, Spencer, Allie's just like wrapping up here. She's like, okay, yeah, then I went to talk to Byron. He called me a monster or whatever. I just I just wanted to shake him down, let him know I'm in business. About yeah, 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 man. Byron. Fuck off. Yeah. And then she comes back. She goes back. The liars are all still asleep. Taking one last look over her sleeping friends. I mm-hmm. love that. This is her. This is her kingdom. Yeah. And then it's time to walk home. And so she's just walking from Spencer's into her front yard. And she sees, presumably, her mother, uh, Jessica DeLaurentis, the through the window. concerned look on her mother's face. Oh, no. Somebody bonks Allie on the head of the rock. I love the way this plays out, the way you see the, the rock drop with blood on it and, the, like, the legs and shoes just slump over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Well, and the, the, her acting is so amazing as she has to tell this story. Um, just, like, the single tear starters and Spencer's breaking down crying. Um. The story about why her mom didn't go to the cops, how she buried her alive, and and Jessica saying over and over again to somebody off screen, "What have you done? What have you done?" And Allie, Allie really gets her Emmy real here, you know, like I was screaming in my head, "Please stop! I'm alive!" You know, they all comfort her. <laughs> An episode full of actor showcases. Yeah. yeah, Emily feels very bad about it. Arya's comforting Allie here, and we find we gloss um, over Grunewald. It's less said about Grunwald, the better. We get yeah. hot zombie Allison. Oh, man. Allie, like, covered in dirt. Uh, the messy, dirty yellow top, like, bleeding from a head wound. And there's Mona rolling up in, like, the family station wagon or something. You know? I ship it. Yeah. Oh, totally that's, ship it. There's, that's the first line of the, the hottest there's fiction a bit, ever. They, like, you know, obviously, like, Allison, what's going on? So she, like, you know, nice Mona takes her back to this hotel room and is, like, you know cleaning her wound they could totally fuck right now and it would make sense right next to the evil lair she's been using to terrorize mm-hmm. this girl mona's like maybe you should be dead i yeah. mean let a this a person yeah i uh, think that but yeah i mean like mona's lying down in bed with Allie here she's stroking her, her yeah on the on the forehead like she's turned her into one of her dolls if they had just been like okay this only counts for tonight and like just started going at it i feel like that would make sense with their characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but instead mona just goes next door to sleeping alley and like well, combs the barbie doll in her like psychotic a layer instead i mean it's twisted but this could be a post-coital barbie doll combing could be 
Anything I mean, could, you know, really. It cuts to later on. We don't know what happened there. I mean, what, what you're saying is that basically because it's two women, we don't have the shot of like a train entering the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the gun being fired off. Yeah. Or someone biting into a pastry. Yeah. Um, I love like nerdy Mona and like the malevolent look she's able to manage, you know. Well, the um, Mona's like, I'm scared for you, Allison. And I'm scared for me, too. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, she's got some new clothes for Allie. Allie's got the Vivian Darkbloom wig on. And she's like, hey, come over here. Let me give you some beauty tips. You know, like, goes through this rundown with Mona. Um, God, I love these two's relationship. I hope we get some more scenes with them together. It's interesting. Maybe where they can slap the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, or make out. Yeah. Well, precursor from one to the other. Um, it's interesting, the, the, the method, though. Like, if you change your exterior and focus on that you'll start to change your interior and you'll be happier with who you are mm-hmm. um ali read the secret <laughs> so ali leaves and we get this great shot of mona and like watching her and smiling as she drives away mona's gotten everything she wanted oh it's it's so delectable mm-hmm. is there yeah. anything janelle Parrish can't do no there is not and ali's just like yep i got played by mona pretty bad there yeah uh, and then we get the scene where we would find out later that the secret she's telling Peter Hastings is obviously that she's the one who buried the body. Which, timing-wise, like... <laughs> He's like, you tell me that now? It's very quick. She's just like, BT dubs, I buried that girl alive. <laughs> He's like, I need a fucking drink. I need all the drinks. Yeah, so... Holbrook briefly talks to Veronica and is like, oh, we found the girls like car will be there in a couple minutes. Meanwhile, Allie's just wrapping up with some last details about how like Mona played her and like we don't we don't get a ton here. They're like trying to get some more info, but then like a or, you know, quasi a shows up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we get the last bit about she pushed Ian off the bell tower. Her. Yeah, she rescued. She went to see Hannah in the hospital. She pushed Ian off the bell tower. Seemingly all those times when she showed up in the liar's dreams, it wasn't actually a dream except for the one like dancing with Spencer one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ian had survived. He apparently left the church on his own power. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then just went and killed himself. Yeah. There's a whole bit where it's like cross cutting between, we know that the cops are like, they found the liar's car mm-hmm. and then there's uh, like somebody with a flashlight outside the mockingbird. Uh, what is this place? The mockingbird cafe. Yeah, or Mockingbird. The Mockingbird sings. That's what he says on the wall. Oh. Um, yeah, there's a light out there, and it's like, oh, are these the cops there? Nope. It was a misdirect. It's uh it's the Dark Rider stabbing the beds in Fellowship of the Ring. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're nowhere near. So we can go and say this is uh Shauna um with a gun. She goes terminator mode. Yeah, um, she's got a whole like black mask thing on that we see. So breaks the windows. One of them's an actual gun. What is the other thing that she has? I think it's something metal to break the glass, I think is what like, it is. Like a life hammer thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh oh yeah, it's, yeah, straight it's like up a is. hammer. Yeah. So uh, um she goes like terminal, she's kicking in doors, she's firing off shots, she seemingly knows what she's doing gun-wise. Mm-hmm. Um chases them all the way to the roof. I love how Emily is the one who's just like, Can we make this jump? Yeah. Unison, no. And they're they're stuck on the roof. And there's this like this whole bit where there's like two doors that open onto the roof, and one of them opens, like, oh my god, who is it? Oh, Ezra just walked out. And he's like, Ezra, what are you doing here? And then oop, the other door opens, and there's A. Wouldn't it be great if they were just like, not now, Ezra, fuck off. And he's like, fair enough. And he just like walks <laughs> out the door and shuts it. <laughs> it's 
Bad time. I'm out of here. <laughs> I know what I'm not wanted. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, he sees A and he's just like, I know who you are. Yeah. Uh, there's A fires once at Ezra and like misses just past his head. I guess just a warning shot. Um, Ezra grapples with A. There's a shot that goes off somewhere in there. The gun falls. Hannah picks it up. So she yells, take off your mask. And Hannah's like, no. And then Arya's like, take it off. Yeah. And, I mean, the fury, though, it's finally at this moment. Yeah, they got A at gunpoint. It's also, great. it's kind of cathartic. Yeah. Ashley Benson looks good holding that gun. Mm-hmm. Wind. Yeah, I feel like where is Ashley Benson's like crime drama? Yeah. And it's like, oh, is A going to take off the mask? And it's just like, psych. No, <laughs> she does this like jump across to the next building. I mean, that's like a 12 foot jump at well, least. So they do the thing where like she's just hanging by her fingertips and then it's like she just effortlessly like pulls herself mm-hmm. up and comes over the ledge and they're like, like yeah that's not your mom i just yeah i wanted sean to like flip them off <laughs> fuck you <laughs> well it's like a nose like you're not gonna shoot me hannah yeah yeah and then uh meanwhile you know they, they just watch a escape and then aria like looks over ezra's just staring contemplatively wistfully at the skyline so it's beautiful it so the question in the round table was how do you do Arya's A? Obviously, it's not shot that way, but I would totally do a thing where Arya walks over and then she just carefully stabs him. And then she's stabs like, Stabs him or just pushes him off? Well, she stabs him and she's like, Everyone, Ezra's been shot in the commotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. See, this is how I would have uh, put a bow on the Ezra situation. He, this ups, Everything up to here, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. In 501, it's the whole thing where Arya goes to the hospital and Shauna is like, you know, suspiciously there and whatnot. And you basically do the thing where Arya has let her guard down, and then it's like, oh shit, Ezra's coding, because uh, Shauna like got in there mm-hmm. and like I don't know, you know, smothered him or something like that, and that's it, he's dead. And then she follows Shauna to the, you know, the theater or whatever. Like everything plays out the same. Only Ezra just dies in that episode. Yeah, I feel like it's. Like bringing back Ezra from some of the shit he did in this past season and has been doing, like it's just, I feel like it's a bridge too far. Especially when he uses the, he uses like her guilt at killing Shauna to basically tell her how he should be absolved. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to forgive yourself. That's what I did. That's what you need to do about me right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, You've gone as far as you can go, I feel like, at this point. You've you've established that this guy was a complete predator the whole time. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, I never knew you were underage. Like, no, that was all a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew exactly what was up. Sorry, young girls, just turned me on. And so it's like, you just got to end it, I feel like. You've, you've you got four seasons out of it, you know? Like, you've took in this relationship everywhere you could possibly take it. It's, it's just time to wrap it up. Maybe that'll be part of uh, the end of season seven, of like the Roseanne ending. Where everything played out exactly as you thought, except for all the Ezra stuff. It was all in Arya's book. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he lives. Whatever. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Were we really that easy on Ezra at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was. I, I know who said that. Somewhat we were. I mean, I think. Hold on. Let me see. I think we were just. Anthro chick. Oh, no, it wasn't her. It was somebody else. Um, I think we were just fascinated by the psychology of Arya. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I think two things. Uh, we we had somebody on Twitter say that it seems like we went easy on Ezra in the early seasons. I think there's two things there. I think, number one, I think we did probably go too easy on him. And I think it was somewhat because 
we were kind of normalized the whole idea. This was from Kendra, by the way, Kendra on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like we both in our high school, there were like several teachers who had the whole like rumors about them dating a student thing. I feel like we were just kind of normalized the idea and it was like it was a gross thing we had to live with. Yeah. It just seems like something that happened in high school to us. To the point where we have not talked about it in who knows how long. You brought that up and I just rattled off five teachers' names yeah. in my head. Yeah. And so I think that is definitely part of it. You know, we don't have younger siblings, we don't have children. So it's like we're not really monitoring like kind of like cultural changes and attitudes as much as we might otherwise. So I, I'd definitely say that's fair as part of it. Yeah. Also, the reason we we were we at the point we were recording a lot of those old episodes, we knew about the whole book thing, like where the show yeah. was at that point. We we were at the end of season four, but we did we were trying to not do spoilers during the earlier episodes. So it's like we were waiting to talk about it until we could fully address it. Because it's hard to really talk about the Ezra Arya thing without bringing up the fact that he did know the whole time. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think I think we probably do bookmark a lot with like other oh, stuff here we can't talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I think we said it a lot because I think I, I seem to remember at least a few instances where we did not want to go, you know, a couple years later or someone said we <laughs> went too easy on the scumbag, um, which if we did, that's on us. That's that's shitty. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like I said, some of that I think is we were just kind of like normalized and numb to the idea of the whole teacher student thing. And the other part is that we felt like we couldn't fully address it until we got to the whole business with the book and whatnot. Uh, like go listen to their original for uh, yeah, free fall podcast, uh, episode four or episode 20 of season four. And you can kind of hear us say some of the same stuff there. Um, Cause yeah, Ezra shitty. I wouldn't everything up to here. I, I wouldn't really begrudge a show on. I feel like they've laid enough track that they can still put a bow on things. It's it's when they kind of redeem him, you know, afterwards. It's like, seriously, you know, like, why are we still doing this? Yeah. Um, anyway, that was A's for Answers. And that was season four. That was oh, so yeah. Good uh, season. Jessica's dead body is dragged to her grave. Oh, in the A-tag, right, right, yeah. Tossed in, slowly buried like she buried Alice and, and someone all in black. Um, she's like, that's definitely a six foot hole here. And then like next time she's going to be like buried like a half inch below the surface or something that's where the dog dug her up that's yeah. where the dog dug her up yeah all right uh season 4b great should we be ranking these i don't know if it matters or not it, we've said which ones of the show are our favorite i don't i don't know i don't care to do that okay um, um well let's figure out what we're going to do for season five then Go ahead and pull up season five of here. I mean, obviously, I think Miss Me Times 100 is a must, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to do Escape from New York. Uh, it's it's a great episode, but no. Yeah. Um, We've talked about how there might be a half season or two where we might only do three episodes. I think because- when we get to season six, because we, we need to catch up. We're like a week behind, basically, yeah. for when the show comes back. So in seasons 6A, 6B, and 7A, I think we'll do three episodes each. I really want no one here can love or understand me. Okay, so 505, 511. I have a memory of surfing the Aftershocks. Is that the one with the uh, the walk? The Mona Hanna walk? I think that's the one with the Mona Hanna walk. What else we have The opaque girl. A dark alley. 
I could kind of do taking this one to the grave. Or where do we where do we consider the Christmas episode? Is that in five A or five B? Do you want to do it in either one? I don't want to do the Christmas one. Um, let's do that in five B. Okay. Even well, though. glance at glance at five B, and see if there's like four episodes. Fine, five B. We're doing the Dollhouse, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the five B. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of stuff with the bin and. Yeah, yeah I feel like you could. Outstand spot. We'd probably want to do that one. I feel like you could do three episodes in in five B and tack in how the A stole Christmas as the fifth or as the fourth. In five B. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So for five A, then we're gonna do. Ooh, can we do March of Crimes? Okay. Just for the uh, doctor's office scene, the eye doctor scene. Oh, is that that episode? Yeah. Okay. Can't you see me yet? Okay, so we've, we've also it's a maestro episode. Oh wait, do we have too many now? What episodes are we doing? We're doing well, we, so Times far. We have Mystery Times One Hundred. No one here can love or understand me. We have two so far. Taking this one to the grave. Sure. And March of Crimes. Sure. Okay, so we're we're just gonna ignore the early then. All right, so we're gonna do five oh five, five oh nine, five eleven, and five twelve. Everybody got that. <laughs> So it's 5, 9, 11, 12. Be careful of Netflix. They add weird extra episodes and mess up the numbering. Um, but Ms. Oh, March of Crimes is also... <laughs> it's your favorite character. Baker Bros. Zach's in that one. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a thing to talk about. Yeah, so Miss Me Times 100, March of Crimes, No One Here Can Love or Understand Me, and Taking This One to the Grave. That's what we're watching next time. Mm-hmm. All right, we've talked for a while. Did we miss anything? Uh, no, good God. Let's just end this. All right. Uh, until next time. And uh, yeah, listen to our interview slash roundtable with uh, All Things PLL. And depending on when you listen to this, uh, Paley is coming up this weekend. Oh, should we have like talked about that? Yeah. Paley's coming up this weekend. Let's talk. Um, like on air or off air? We might as well talk about on air since we're doing that. Okay. Well, so you mentioned like getting like a long email. Like, where yeah. are we, where are we going to be? So let me let me pull that up real quick, and we'll talk about it. So mm. you want to vamp for a second? Yeah, I'll just vamp for a second. Although I'm I'm out of my crown tonic right now. Wah, 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 wah. So obviously, you should have come in here for a bigger glass. I guess so. Yeah. Um. So, I I love how Kara broke this email down. Sorry, Kara. I don't mean to call. I, I'm I'm highly praising this email. She really hit us up with, do we want to all get together right after Paley or later that night? I think uh, my response to her, and since I was going to talk to you and we're now talking, my suggestion was maybe later that night, let everyone recharge a little bit, come back together. And she gave a lot of like, you know, all ages, 21 older, casual attire, lively but not loud, 21 older, casual attire, loud. And then she came up with her last category I really like. 21 and older, nice attire, swanky atmosphere. I'm not going to be wearing nice attire. Well, I don't think you have to. You're going to dress like A, you I said. Gonna, yeah, I'll be dressing like A, which means I'm just going to wear my black hoodie like I always wear. I would love if you had a, like a red coat and an Allison mask. <laughs> um so so i love how she put this she mentions off three bars one is called no vacancy one is called dirty laundry one is called the are, study are these the nice attire these are nice attire ones so yeah the scratch those they're swanky I, they mean nice attire they say nice attire i mean yeah but i mean i think that the difference is that we'll all be able to hear each other what about the casual not loud places lively but not loud uh the tropicana bar in the abbey 
But let me get to the best part of her email is in the, the swanky, nice attire ones. She talks about how some of them remind her of something that you'd find in Ravenswood slash Brookhaven. And mm-hmm. one of them is if Ezra had a bar. Well, see, I think you're like you're captivated by that. But I think she's not kidding when she says nice attire. Like she's probably we're going to feel like assholes. If we show up somewhere and they're like, what are you wearing? You know, so either the Abbey, the Abbey is a West Hollywood gay bar and restaurant. Um see the Tropicana bar inside the Roosevelt Hotel is that that sounds familiar that's like somewhere in like West Hollywood isn't it Mm, that might be the easy one to do if it's in a hotel it should be pretty easy to find it's walking distance be right open right after Paley they don't always let in the public huh they don't always let in the public Uh, but she said uh, her and her friend are considering getting a room there so people can get in (laughs) okay uh know, that's a little dicey itself um yeah shit you know what uh if you're actually curious and you live in la keep your eyes peeled on our twitter account i'm sure we'll, we'll tweet something about it yeah uh if you but thank you, you again for care for yeah. all of the research that you've put mm-hmm. into this i know also uh listener donna i believe lives in uh in la too so let's uh get some brain trust going on this guys yeah all right uh, we will figure it out and post something on the Twitter before we go to Paley Fest. Did we get any feedback otherwise? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, if you wanted to send us some feedback, you can send it to our email address, rosewatchpll2 at gmail.com, or go to our website page, which is rosewatchpll2.com. Mm-hmm. I think we have covered everything we can. Mm. It's been fun. We will perhaps see some of you at Paley Fest, and we'll be back next week to talk about episodes 5, 9, 11, and 12, season 5. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.